This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Hi, this is Jim Lee, and you're listening to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Jerkins, and you're listening to the Hello everyone and welcome to the Batman Universe Comics Podcast, episode number 250. I'm your host Dustin, and I am going to be leading you through a journey through the history of the Batman Universe, as well as the comic cast. And uh, we've got a number of different segments that a bunch of people have joined me on that we're going to be uh, going through and uh, hearing some different topics that uh, we're going to be discussing. I want to first start off by saying 10 years is a, is a pretty big milestone and uh, 250 episodes is nothing to scoff at in any way, shape or form. Um, as you know, TBU has uh, celebrated its 10th anniversary this past January and kind of all of 2018 is kind of their ten, there is TBU's 10th anniversary. And I myself wanted to do a bunch of special anniversary things and things like that. But as we all know, and as you've all heard over the years, it's very difficult to find a lot of extra time to do things like that. So I decided the very least I needed to do something for the 250th episode. I know a lot of you were expecting something for the 200th episode and I didn't and I ended up pulling a fast one and renumbering everything at the last minute so that I didn't have to do anything. Um, that wasn't that was partially on on par because I had very little time to put anything together. Um, and I figured this time I, I really do need to spend some time putting a really cool anniversary special together. So we're going to dive into a, a number of things, but before I actually do that, I want to I want to talk about kind of how TBU began. For those of you who have only been around for the last couple years or even the last couple months, TBU uh, for, came to be simply because I received an iPod for Christmas in 2007, and while I was trying to figure out what to, exactly to do with this iPod that I had not had, I discovered podcasts. And went online and looked up what podcasts were and how they worked and all of that and thought it was kind of interesting. At the time, I had a lot of free time. I was uh, living in Kansas and I had a lot of free time on my hands. And that free time ended up being used for a variety of different hobbies that I had. At the time, I was ramping up my comic collection Um by buying giant, giant lots of comics and taking those comic lots and then taking the things that I needed and then trying to figure out ways of selling the remaining comics that I didn't need. Um, and at the time, I, I figured the, the the Dark Knight was right around the corner. They had already started the viral marketing campaign for the Dark Knight, which if, if any of you remember that viral marketing, probably 
hands down the best viral marketing campaign that ever existed for any movie. And I, and obviously that's a biased opinion. Um, but at the same time, it was, it was amazing what they did with that viral campaign. But I was extremely, extremely interested in, in Batman and everything regarding Batman with the Dark Knight coming out and my comics collection growing leaps and bounds. And I decided to, to look in a podcast to see if there was any other podcasts out there. So I, I searched iTunes and I came across a single podcast. Um, it had released at that point in January of 2018, it had released six episodes, but all the episode, the last episode had aired in October of 2007. Um, it was, I listened to all six episodes in a very short amount of time. And after I listened to the episodes, I thought to myself, well, where's the rest? I want more episodes. There's gotta be some more. Well, for whatever reason, that podcast didn't end up going past those six episodes that those six episodes was, was all there ever was. And I was kind of, I was kind of ups, not upset, but, uh, you know, frustrated with the idea that there's this awesome idea of somebody talking about a topic such as Batman, something that I really enjoy and, and, and love for, you know, something like an hour and they talk about the news and you can get up to date with all that stuff. And because there wasn't anything out there, I thought to myself, you know, I've got I've got some free time. I wonder how hard it is to actually record a podcast. And at the time, recording a podcast, I mean, you didn't need a whole lot. Basically, you, at the time, podcasts were not nearly as popular as they are now. I mean, there's there's a there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of podcasts out there, and there's tons of celebrities who have. Uh, made the crossover into just podcasting and things like that. There's comedians, there's wrestlers, there's all kinds of people that are now podcasters. But back then, podcasting wasn't nearly as big as it is now. Podcasting back then basically consisted of a lot of radio shows releasing, re-releasing their, you know, their recording for whatever was played on air. Um, you know, things like that. There was some news ones that were, you know, strictly about that. There was political um, podcasts and things like that. But for the vast majority of podcasts out there, I mean, a lot of the topics that you think about now when you, if you listen to podcasts, if you are a Disney fan or a Marvel fan or a DC fan or a film fan, I mean, there wasn't nearly as many podcasts as there was, as there is now. And, it was a huge, huge thing. There was, um, there, there was some podcasts out there. Uh, Spider-Man Crawl Space was one of the podcasts that was out there that, uh, I actually used as a reference, um, to kind of get an idea of how to go about doing something like this. Um, there was other podcasts. Uh, I, I actually used that Batman podcast as a basis of what I actually should talk about and things like that too. And, so, so basically, what ended up happening was um, the very first podcast that I recorded, I had a simple headset mic. Um, you don't see those nearly as much as you used to, but the simple headset mics that just have the little mic, you know, floating in front of your face. And I used a, a program that I found online to, to record it, and I recorded the first podcast. Now, Obviously, the first podcast was not the comic cast, it was actually the Batman Universe podcast. But that episode, um, when I recorded it, it was literally, I recorded it, I put it together, and I released it. The very first episode of the Batman Universe podcast, 
officially launched on January 6, 2008, and that's kind of the, the mark of the beginning of TBU. Um, why I chose the name The Batman Universe is very simple. I've always appreciated and really enjoyed the stories that feature a wide variety of Batman characters. Um, at the time, my favorite piece of art was the Jim Lee gatefold cover from Hush featuring all of the allies of Batman alongside Batman because I've always believed that Batman is best with allies and with his family. Um, and that's part of the reason why if you've listened to the comic cast for such a long time, when they focus or ignore um, the, the certain family members within the Bat family, uh, I get really upset because it, that's that's a very crucial thing to the character. Um, it, it's been something that's been crucial since the very beginning. I mean, Robin debuted just the year after Batman debuted, and there's a reason why Robin was around. And over the years, the family has grown. I mean, Jim Gordon was in issue, uh, the first issue with Batman and Detective Comics number 27. So there's a lot of characters that, you know, make up the Batman universe. It's not just Batman is a singular character. Um, so that that was a very important thing. And that, that's one of the reasons I chose the name the Batman universe. Because the Batman universe, it implies a lot of different things. It implies a universe full of Batman characters. It implies a universe that is Batman that that Batman exists in it implies the overall Batman universe such as in the, the the way of the site where we cover everything about Batman we don't just cover movie news we don't just cover TV news or video game news we cover everything movies TV merchandise video games and obviously the comics as well so it was a very important thing to cover everything not just certain aspects of batman's world and a lot of a lot of things back then because there were other sites that existed back then and things like that a lot of sites just concentrated on the movie news and that was something that i didn't understand i mean the dark knight don't get me wrong is an amazing movie is great and the build-up to that movie was amazing i don't think i could ever experience the build-up to something like the Dark Knight, again, just because of how well it was done and how involved the viral marketing campaign was, or how involved I was personally with the viral marketing campaign, making my way all over the place to do certain certain things to just get little clips and, and early views of the trailer and things like that. But I couldn't believe that the only thing that anybody would ever want to talk about is the movie. I knew for a fact that there was other things that people would want to talk about. And in the early days, I can admit that, you know, outside of movie news, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Um, with the comics, we didn't really start focusing on a lot of the big comic events and things like that until we got to the, um, the comic cast. Now, when we, when we, when I first started out, it was, it was just me and I was just recording just like I am here. And, there's a lot of points where I, I, I listen back to some of those early episodes and I think to myself, I had no idea what I was doing. And I really needed a better mic. I mean, that, that's a standout thing in my mind is that I really, really needed a better mic. Um, but over the years, um, things have changed and we, we brought a lot of people on. I've been very, very fortunate enough to have a lot of people who have uh, shared my passion for Batman and have shared my love for sharing our love for the character with other people. Um, 
over the years, we've had hosts that have come and come and joined me on the on the Batman Universe podcast. Um, specifically, the beginning of the Batman Universe comic podcast actually started because of of one person, Apple. Um, Apple was a host that joined me early on in the Batman Universe podcast. And he suggested that there were so many comics and so much that was going on in the comic world that we make a second podcast. And at the time, the idea of doing a second podcast wasn't really that big of a deal because I had a lot of free time. Living in Kansas, there wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, but at the same time, it didn't seem like it was completely unfeasible to do a second podcast just talking about comics and releasing it you know, once a month. So at the very beginning, um, another person who joined me in the very, very beginning of the comic cast was actually Chris. He would he would get the podcast, he would edit them, and he volunteered to also do the comic cast. So we were producing on the, the site alone at that time, we were producing about three episodes per month. And there wasn't actually a site we were actually releasing. If, if those of you from the very beginning remember, we were actually releasing the episodes through a website called Podomatic. And the first comic cast released on June 25th, 2008. So while you're listening to this, just 10 days, 10 days away from the 10th anniversary of the comic cast. But before we actually talk about what we covered on that very first episode, I, I want to kind of give you an idea of how much the podcast has grown. Let's take a listen to the very first intro from the very first episode of the Batman Universe comic podcast. The Batman Universe comic podcast. Now, as you can see, things have changed, and as we go through the history of, of the podcast, we'll actually play you a variety of the different intros that we've had over the years, but you can tell that things have definitely changed since the very beginning. Um, one of the things that we covered in the very first episode was we covered the beginning of Batman R.A.P. and Batman number 676. That was a big storyline that was happening, and it was partially, it was partially to blame... <laughs> Or, or to attribute, I guess you could say, to the launch of the Batman vs. Comic Podcast. At the time, the Bat Books were producing a wide variety of stories that were all were very, very much intertwined and connected and things like that. And in the very beginning, we decided we were going to start with Batman R.E.P. and that's that's how it all that's how it all started. So what ended up happening was. We actually covered Batman 676 and 677 on the very first episode. That was something that was unique because when you think about it, Batman R.E.P., I mean, it's hard to believe that Batman R.E.P. actually was 10 years ago since Batman R.E.P. released. Now, if you remember, I, I said that uh, we started the comic cast and I had a lot of time on my hands. And I honestly cannot remember why exactly this happened but for whatever reason the second episode ended up not not coming out for almost another three months um, the next episode didn't come out until september of 2008 and we had a slew of books that we had to cover and there was a lot of books that we covered in the second episode the second episode we covered uh batman 678 batman 679 detective comics 846 847 nightwing 147 robin 175 176 we covered 
five different Joker Asylum titles. And then we also introduced our first segment on the podcast, which is called Shortbox Collection. And this literally was a segment that we we thought we needed something to fill in the time and have something else to talk about. I'm not exactly sure, considering we were recording or when we when we were doing this episode, we had 12 different books that we were covering on the second episode. But the interesting thing about it is, the reviews for these books were nowhere near what they are now. I mean, as you know, listening to the podcast, we only cover two issues per. Normally, we cover Batman and Detective Comics. Sometimes there's other books, but that's the books that we do cover right now is Batman and Detective Comics, and we normally spend somewhere in the neighborhood of at least 45 minutes on those two books alone, talking about what happened and then talking about how we felt about the book. That wasn't something that really was was really there. I can admit full well that uh, in the very beginning, I was not very good at talking about comics, and I still have certain issues when it comes to talking about the art and describing certain art aspects. Um, I dr- I've always gravitated more towards the writing side of things. So doing something where it, it uh, you know, obviously reviewing a medium where art is such a huge focus, it is not always beneficial to be someone who strays more towards the writing side and can just look at the art and either make a comment about whether I like it or not. But in the very beginning, reviewing a book i mean we didn't spend more than just a couple of minutes talking about some of these books in some cases there was less than two minutes spent on each book um and it was something that obviously over the years that has that has the time that we spend on each book is has grown um part of the reason that we only cover two books now is because we wanted to talk about these books a little bit more in depth instead of just here's what we thought Here's that, that's it, and we're just going to talk about it for two seconds. We actually wanted to discuss certain aspects of the stories and things like that. So, moving along our history of this, of the comic podcast, uh, Chris ended up only, he only was around for the first three episodes, and then he continued to edit the podcast for a while, but it was basically just Apple and I for just a short amount of time. Um, then what we ended up doing was on episode four was the first time we actually reported some comic news. Um, that was something where it was kind of like another one of those situations where we wanted to do a segment and we wanted to have a, we wanted to cover other aspects of the comic world and, and, and not just here's a, here's a giant list of a bunch of comics that are coming out. Um, the short box, we actually, surprisingly, we, we, we started that and the, and like I said, the intent was just to review a random book. I'm not exactly sure what the, me- what the method behind that was other than just to fill in some time, but it only lasted three episodes. We, the last short box collection was over by episode four and I don't honestly regret ending the short box collection. It was really just what was sitting in my box next to my desk that I was trying to, you know, that I had duplicates of or something like that, that I could, that I, that we could just review very quickly. It presented problems because not all of us had a copy of the book and it wasn't like now where, you know, you could go get a copy of the book on Comixology for a low price. It wasn't like that at all. Comixology didn't exist. There was a lot of differences, but the main thing was it was very difficult to randomly have a book that not everybody could actually read themselves. So it was very difficult to actually talk about something very, very in, in such a random format. Um, the first 10 episodes, 
surprisingly, I mean, I know that a lot of you listen to the podcast and I, and, and, and have heard me make jokes about, uh, Stella's back old Oracle and how her runtime is extremely long. Our average right now for what we, for the episodes that we produce, uh, currently. So like episode 249 and, and, you know, the last 10 episodes, those episodes on average are about an hour and 45 minutes. And we obviously talk about comic news. We review the Batman and detective comics, every single episode. And we talk about the other greater Gotham books. We talk about listener Q and a, sometimes we have a discussion, but most of the time the episodes, they're somewhere in the neighborhood of about an hour and 45 minutes. Sometimes they're a little less, sometimes they're a little bit more, but that's the average runtime at the time. The first 10 episodes, however, despite the fact that we were covering somewhere in the neighborhood of like about 10 books per episode, the average runtime was only about 42 minutes, which when you think about it, it just shows how much or how little time we were actually spending on some of the books that we were talking about. Um, just looking at some of the ones, like I said, we were only covering, you know, two to five minutes for each book which just didn't do a lot of those books the justice that they really deserved, especially with some of the quality that some of those books actually were. On episode number eight, Nick came on board uh, to TBU, and he made an announcement that he was going to be starting up Bat Books for Beginners, which ended up launching in episode number nine. Nick came on board as a fan of TBU and, and what we were doing, and wanted to figure out a way to share his love for what we were doing, as well as the Batman comics. Bat Books for Beginners was what ended up happening because of it. A lot of you may have listened to Jerry and Chris with the Bat Books for Beginners. There's been a slew of hosts that have hosted Bat Books for Beginners over the years, but it originally started as a, a brainchild between myself and Nick. Nick wanted to get involved in the podcast and came to me and said, I'd really like to get involved um, if we were to do a segment talking about comics what would we do? And I'm pretty sure the way it all worked out was I, he had the idea of starting a book or starting a series that was coming from the perspective of somebody who was a new reader. Like, what should you read if you're a new reader? And I thought to myself, that's an awesome idea, but let's take it a step farther and do it in chronological order. Because there's a lot of Batman books that have released over the years, but a lot of them don't actually focus on how to actually read the stories in, in a specific reading order. So we created a list, a massive list that honestly, I think it started out with 150 stories. And as you know, we are well past 150 stories. It's grown over the years, but the intent was always to have a definitive end. We were always planning on ending at a specific point. We didn't know what the point was going to be. We did. We originally it was supposed to end at uh, Batman RIP because that's what we started covering with the comic cast. But we ultimately realized that wasn't going to work because, uh, well, this was later on, but we ultimately decided it wasn't going to work because in the very beginning when we covered comics, we weren't covering things as in-depth as what we would have preferred. So Batman R.E.P. was something that I wanted to recover. So the definitive end for Batman or Bat Books for Beginners uh, was determined that it was going to end with Flashpoint. After we got to Flashpoint and covered Flashpoint, that was going to be the end of Bat Books for Beginners. And Nick was around for a very, very long time doing the podcast. Eventually, he had to move on to other things and hand it over to John. And John took it over for a long time and then 
Uh, Melissa joined him as well. And then we eventually uh, went into having two guys from the Arc Reactions podcast, uh, John and Dylan. They actually came on board. For over two years, they ran Bat Books for Beginners, and that eventually led to Jerry and Chris taking over, and they're doing it now. And hopefully they're able to stay on board until the series wraps up. But it still has about a year and a half to go before we eventually get to Flash Flashpoint, just because we've made sure to fine tune the stories that we covered and you know make sure we cover a lot of stuff. And you'll notice that as time goes on, in the very beginning of Batman's chronological history, you don't have as many titles to cover as you do the more recent history, because it's a lot easier to put books like Nightwing and Robin and Birds of Prey and Batgirl into certain aspects of a reading list. When you have, um, you know, them collected in in the in the format they're collected, also it has to do with the fact that there's a lot more series that existed in the present day rather than in you know in the early days. So that was a that was a big thing. And Bat Books for Beginners is has been a very successful thing over the years, um, regardless of who has actually been running Bat Books for Beginners. It's always had a, a fair number of listeners, and we always get people who are saying, you know. What, what do I do if I have never read comics? And we always suggest check out Bat Books for Beginners because it's a great way of taking a look at a number of stories. Bat Books for Beginners started out as a segment on the comic cast and was only, you know, five to ten minutes long, depending on the books that Nick was covering in the very beginning. And now it's grown to, uh, you know, normal episodes are about 45 minutes long. Um, just to be able to cover it a little bit more in depth. And again, it just shows that over the time, the podcast has, has has evolved, and we have you know given more coverage to the the stories and the comics that we've done. Also, on episode nine, Josh Bertoni joined us. Now, many of you know Josh Bertoni from the Gotham Chronicle, but he started out actually as a host on the Comic Cast, and this was still early on um, in the days of the Comic Cast, and. Bertoni came, basically just emailed me, said he was very interested in what we were talking about, and he had recorded different episodes and been involved with Spider-Man Crawl Space in different aspects, and he also really liked Batman on top of Spider-Man, and he came on board, and, and I have to say, if it wasn't for Bertoni, a lot of other people that you know from the Batman universe probably would have never, I would have never even come across them. I myself have been very, I'm a very solitaire person where I don't branch out and I don't really talk to a lot of people. It's just my type of personality, which it's not always the best when you're talking about, you know, having, having a, a podcast and having different ways of communicating with the fan community. I've not, I've not always been very good about this, but over the years, Bertoni has, has actually helped bring on a number of different people including Don and Stella um, and he's helped with other major aspects on the website and the podcast and and trying to grow the site he has helped uh, at San Diego for years and years and years uh, Bertoni is a very very in, important instrument in bringing in and, and furthering what TVU actually does so um, he came on on episode 9 and uh, that was in December of 2008, and around the exact same time was, it was actually a couple months before that, but we launched the BatmanUniverse.net, and originally it was supposed to be the BatmanUniverse.com, a uh, 
word of uh, wisdom out there. If you're ever trying to create a website, don't go to a place that will create a website for you and let them purchase the domain for you. Um, originally, it was supposed to be thebatmanverse.com, and I went to a firm who was going to build me a website because I had I have no knowledge. Just to put in perspective, so those of you who understand my, my skill levels, um, I previously in my life have worked a number of jobs, um, but most of them are physical labor. Um, the vast majority of them are in labor in some way, but I was, I was in the military. I worked at Target as a manager. I worked at Blockbuster. I worked at um, Best Buy. Um, prior to the, the actual podcast, though, I was working. I was still in the Army at the time. Um, but the thing is, my skill levels were more about labor and uh, you know physical skills. Um, I was a, I, I've been a handyman um, for I was handyman for a business, and actually uh, in the final part of when I was in the military, I was in charge of the buildings that the the soldiers were actually sleeping in and things like that, and maintaining those buildings and things like that. So those were my skills. I didn't have any skills about audio editing or podcast creating or website development or graphic design or any of this stuff. I didn't have any knowledge or really a knack for creativity per se. Um, Obviously, I can talk and I've always been able to talk and tell stories and things like that. But for the vast majority of what I've done over the years, it's always been physical type work. Um, it, it was never really anything creative in any way, shape or form. So creating a website, I needed to find somebody to help me do that. Uh, again, Apple was instrumental in, in bringing the Batman universe site to be because he specifically said we needed to have a site that, you know, we could connect with fans and, and things like that. And if you remember in the very beginning, we had a forum section where we had a number of fans who were talking about Batman all, all, all the time. Um, it's one of the things that I wish we could bring back nowadays, but forums nowadays are not nearly as popular as they used to be. Um, but it was one of those ways where it was easy to connect with fans and talk with fans. So it's one of those things where I wish we could bring it back. Um, I just, I just don't see it happening anytime soon, but in the very beginning, we had to create a website, and we, in the process of creating a website, I needed to find somebody, and I found a firm who said, "Oh yes, we'll uh, we'll we'll set it all up for you." And when you hire somebody to do something, especially on the internet, and you don't have any sort of agreement other than an email, it's very hard to it's very easy to lose things. So, for example, they this this firm they they actually registered the batmanuniverse.com and then in the process disappeared and and didn't actually do what they were supposed to do. It was very frustrating, but it ended up mutating then into the batmanuniverse.net specifically because I couldn't get the .com at least for another year and I wasn't going to put off making the website for another year. Part of the other reason for the the website was Podomatic at the time it was we were getting a significant number of downloads from the stats that they were providing us and the stats that they were providing us showed that you know our bandwidth levels were getting to a rate where we needed to find some other way of hosting the website or hosting the podcast because it was becoming way too expensive just to have the episodes on this was also during the absolute height 
of the Batman or of the Dark Knight and Batman during 2008, where everybody was searching for stuff related to Batman. And as part of the reason why we were very successful in the very beginning of the podcast is because there wasn't anything else out there. Nobody else was talking about Batman. And we were producing episodes at least once a month, in some cases three times a month. And we had content that that people who were learning about Batman for the first time after seeing The Dark Knight or fans who you know, elapsed their, their, their fandom were coming back into it. So they all came in and they were listening to the podcast, which blew us up really quickly. But at the same time, we needed to build. And that's why that's how the site came to be. In episode 18, we got a brand new intro. So let's take a listen to that one. Hey, this is uh, Will Fortasio. Hi, this is Brian Ezrelli. This is Freddie Williams. Hi, this is Libra Mayo. Hi, this is Matt Wagner. Hey, this is Tim Sale. Hi, this is Medjugorje. Hey, Christina Lear. Hey, this is Ethan Van Skybro. Hey, I'm Duffy Wynn. Hi, this is Kevin Van Duffy. You're listening to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. So as you can see, it's, it's a little bit different, but it's not that much different. And honestly, it's still in my opinion pretty bad but i can say that because that was content that i created um now if you listen to a lot of the podcasts in the very beginning i spent a lot of time preparing for this 250th episode by going back and listening to a number of the episodes and part of what i have found was that the audio levels in the podcast absolutely suck and I remember in the very beginning, there was people who actually sent in comments that said, your P's and T's and S's, they all sound horrible. And it was it was really because my microphone was a cheapy microphone. I didn't have the funds to go buy a super fancy microphone because at the time, like I said, podcasting wasn't a huge deal like it is today where you can get a really good microphone for just $100. Back then, if you wanted a quality microphone, you had to spend hundreds of dollars to get a quality microphone because there really wasn't anybody from the, you know, uh, professional level of like radio um, to, you know, the hobbyist of just somebody playing a game on the computer and needing a microphone. There really wasn't anything in between that was super affordable. So I, I have to point that out. If you really do, if you do choose to go back and listen to some of the old episodes, I apologize because those audio levels were absolutely horrible. Um, a lot of the episodes we were editing, we were editing certain aspects, but we didn't know how to do other things like level the audio, uh, remove some of that background noise and things like that. Uh, we do we do a much better job with a lot of that now. Um, obviously, we still have issues here and there, but the ultimate thing is that it's it's changed a lot for the better over the years when it comes to the audio levels. Uh, finally, on episode number 30, I got a new mic, and the mic actually sounded a lot better. It was actually a standalone mic that I found that, again, like I said, was it, it was it was something that I was able to find, but it was something that it took me a while to find and something that wasn't too expensive. So that microphone I actually had for a pretty long time. I actually had that microphone for about three years, actually moved with me back to Illinois when I moved back to Illinois. And I had that until uh, my son actually broke it. He he unscrewed something and it literally fell apart and smashed on the floor. 
and I had to get a new mic and I've had the mic that I have now since, since I think 2012 is when I bought it. And at the time it was like a $120 mic. My wife thought I was nuts for buying something as expensive as $120 for a microphone. Um, but I thought it was a good idea because honestly, the better the mic, the better. And I, it's been a good mic. It's a lot of you may uh, in the podcast world may have heard of the Blue Yeti or use the Blue Yeti. It's a very common microphone that you see YouTubers use as well now, but it's something that has been very reliable and I've been using it for a very long time. Um, so over, over, so just running through some of the other stuff, um, in episode 33, we had, uh, Zach join. Zach, again, he was on a number of episodes. He covered a lot of the stuff leading up to Flashpoint and things like that. Um, we had other guests that had joined us over the years. In episode 40, though, this was March of 2010, we then got another new intro. So let's take a listen to that. This is Ian Sattler, Senior Story Editor at DCU. Hi, this is Mudley D. Philippus. And Christina Weir. Hi, this is Kevin Vandal. Hi, this is Lee Bermeo. Hi, this is Brian Azarelli. Hi, this is Matt Wagner, author of Batman and the Monster Man and Batman and the Mad Monk. Hey, this is Mike Martz, Batman Group Editor. Hey, this is Ethan Van Skybro. My name is Neil Adams. This is Paul Dini. This is Robert Greenberger. This is Jerry Robinson. Hey, this is uh, Will Fertaccio. This is Adam Beechin, and you're listening to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. All right, and then episode 48, just moving along, we was the first time we actually had an episode that had to get split into two because there was just so much content that we covered. So there was uh, two episodes there. In episode 47, which was July of 2010, Don joined us. And Don, again, has been a guy who has been very instrumental to a lot of the stuff that we've done over the years. Don came by, as I said earlier, as a uh, suggestion from from uh josh and he also came from spider-man crawl space and and had, had uh worked with them in the past and found out about the batman universe because of what josh was doing and things like that and he came on board and joined us and he had a pretty pretty long run too um outside of myself stella and ed don has had the longest run of being on the comic podcast with 67 episodes um and Don filled in initially as a as a last minute fill in because we needed somebody to to join us, and he just kind of stuck around. And thankfully, he has still stuck around. He runs the Batman vs. Commentaries. Any of the commentaries that are currently coming out, he organizes those. He also obviously is part of the Gotham Chronicle podcast, and he he writes uh, articles on the site as well. But he also was very instrumental in our San Diego coverage. Him, Josh, and Stella have been covering San Diego for a number of years. Uh, after I had children, I had to pull back on being able to go to San Diego just because of the cost and the amount of work that actually requires you to do at San Diego. It's almost not beneficial to be in San Diego if you're trying to write up news stories and things like that. It's almost easier just to do it from a your home and report the stuff that people are feeding you. Um, 
so they would give me information I would post it up on, on the site and things like that. But ultimately it was, it, it came down to, you know, the three of them have had a really good, the, the, the three of them have had a, an amazing friendship that has, you know, it, I know that for years they treated San Diego as like the time the three of them all got together and they have done an amazing job of covering the convention and bringing you all kinds of interviews and, and news and things like that. So the, again, Don is Don, just like Josh has been very instrumental to a lot of the stuff that we've been doing has been around for a very, very long time. So just moving along, uh, we're going to probably start going through a little bit quicker with some of these updates, but episode 60, Joe, Joe Jinks joined us and Joe was a guy from England who joined us. And, and it was interesting because at the time when he joined, he was actually in high school and he figured out a way to record the podcast when it was like two in the morning because we always recorded at night back then and he would record the episodes basically in the middle of the night he would wake up from sleeping he would record the podcast and he would go back to bed before he'd have to get up to go to school and um, it was real dedication because he recorded um the episodes, and in some cases, if we had really long episodes, he didn't even have the time to go back to bed before he'd have to go to school. Um, so, Joe, uh, I still keep in contact with Joe. Joe actually puts together some of the graphics that we uh, have for certain aspects. Um, he he puts together the Gotham Chronicle cover art, and he works on some other graphics that uh, we occasionally need. But uh, Joe was around for 58 episodes, and that was that was a huge chunk of episodes as well. Um, so, moving along, Bat, uh, in episode 62, we introduced a segment called Bat Book Delays. Now, if you've been around the comic world for a long time, this was in 2011, there was a point where books started to get delayed insanely frequently. Um, books were getting delayed over and over and over again, and it didn't seem like there was any rhyme or reason other than they something inside of DC Editorial had a massive issue with getting stuff out on time. Um, you see this occasionally now, but if you remember correctly, in the beginning of the New 52, one of their sticking points that they wanted to make sure didn't keep happening was the delays. So even though we introduced a, an entire segment talking about the books that were delayed and when they were actually going to release, it turned out that just a couple months later with the launch of the New 52, DC actually said that they didn't want to keep launching stuff late. Now, that's not to say that DC doesn't relate, uh, release stuff late. We've seen, like we've talked about on the podcast, uh, Doomsday Clock moving from you know only having two months off in the midst of their 12 issue run to having having to change it to every other month releasing a new issue that's that can be frustrating but it's not nearly as bad as it was back in 2011 when books were getting delayed left and left and right and you'd have a book that would be oh it's just coming out a week later oh this one's coming out three weeks later oh this one's not coming out till next month it was happening a lot and if you have no, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you could definitely go back to episode 62 of the Batman Universe Comic Podcast and take a listen at to the segment for Bat Books, Bat Book Delays. Um, on episode 75, which was in September of 2011, uh, Josh actually 
chose to leave the comic cast. And this was directly related to the fact that uh, the New 52 started. Um, the New 52 was announced in May of 2011. And when it was announced, um, if you remember correctly, uh, we actually had a special that we released. It's not actually part of the comics feed, which nowadays it would be. But as part of the Batman Universe specials, we actually released a episode where we had like a big round table of people talking about the big announcement of the New 52 and the potential reboot of all the books and things like that and the, the books that were announced and the creative teams that were announced and we we're talking about all that stuff and at the time there was a lot of people who were very upset by the idea of the new 52 and part of the reason behind that was because the new 52 was meant to be this thing to draw in new readers but they were ignoring all their current readers and dc has realized over the years that that was a misstep and rebirth kind of brought the aspects of the history and the continuity of the characters back into it and stopped ignoring the readers who have been you know supporting a lot of these books for years and years and years but uh, Josh was very upset about the idea of the new 52 and he decided that he wasn't going to continue on with the comic cast because he didn't want to keep talking about the comics at the time so it, it was kind of interesting at the time when Josh chose to leave because he had a he had a massive reasoning behind this so take a listen adds to his reasoning i've just been feeling really really conflicted ever since they announced the new dc stuff and i've kind of gone back and forth on it and it's there's been a lot of things about that have seemed disingenuous to me and i'm not i'm not going to get into too much of it but basically i realized that i was you know not going to be reading a lot of the new dc stuff and honestly i'm going to check it out over curiosity purposes but I wish them luck in what they're doing. I really do, because if this thing works out, this can be great for comics, you know? Like, comics can become more mainstream again. Like, that would be a great thing. And for that, I wish them the success. I don't like that they're erasing some history stuff, and I don't like that they're being disingenuous about it. And, I, you know, by saying everything's the same, but then they're giving these characters new origins and saying that it's not the same, and those solicitations are saying, meet Catwoman, meet Supergirl. It's That's the type of stuff. And when it does that, it's telling me I'm not the intended audience anymore. They're after a new audience. And it's like, if I'm not the audience, then what am I doing? And it's really, really hard to go cold turkey, so I'm going to be checking out these comics. But because of how I feel about them right now, I don't feel it's appropriate for me to review them on the comic cast. I don't know. I don't feel that I can be objective over them at the moment. And, you know, who knows how I'll feel six months or a year from now or ten years from now or something. But right now, you know, I need to take a step back, you know, and let this new DC settle and see how I feel about it, you know. So with episode 76, which was the episode right after Josh left, we had our, our very first episode that covered the Batman, or the New 52, that is. We actually, this was the first time we had five co-hosts at once joining us so at the time it was myself joe don stella and then john wilson actually was joining us as well and the five of us were talking about the new 52 books and we were covering a lot of books again because there was a lot of books initially that launched with the new 52 but there was these the, some of these episodes were extremely extremely long um and john ended up last uh, he ended up staying around for about five episodes um, Stella obviously has stuck around for a very, very long time. Stella 
came to us from Backer to Oracle. So Backer to Oracle was a podcast that originally Stella started on her own somewhere else. I was pointed to her podcast by Josh. Again, like I said, Josh has pointed me in a wide variety of different directions as to you know certain people who could have really high potential to be part of the Batman universe. And I listened to Back of the Oracle, and Stella ended up bringing Back of the Oracle to the Batman universe. And she has been doing that podcast for a very long time. But eventually we started to talk about different things, and she was interested in the comics, the current comics as well. And at the time she was covering the comics that were coming that were coming out, but she was she was also covering you know a lot of the older comics, the a lot of the Barbara Gordon stuff, her early days. So when the new fifty two launched, I asked Stella if she wanted to come on board and join the, the comic cast. And Stella has actually had the most episodes besides myself. That she that that anybody's ever appeared on when it comes to the Batman Universe comic podcast. Out of two hundred and fifty, she's been on three fifths of those episodes. Um, that's that's insane. Um, so Stella, like I said, uh, Back to Oracle is is probably you know it, outside of the comic cast, Back to Oracle is our second most popular podcast. Um, at a time, the Batman Universe podcast was very popular, but as you know, that's been on hiatus for a couple of years now. But Backworld Oracle has been an extremely successful podcast and has 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 brought in other listeners who wouldn't have otherwise heard of us. Uh, Stella has been has done an amazing job networking with other podcasters, and and it's again it it comes down to there's certain people that are very good at networking and there's certain people like myself that aren't very good at networking. So finding the right people to network with other people and then to ha- you know to have content that is extremely popular like Backward Oracle is something that I have been very fortunate and lucky to have. But Stella being on as many episodes as she has, I mean she's been around for the horrific New 52 stuff. She's been around for some really good stuff over the years. Um, but Stella has always been the the light and airy, charming person that uh, we really needed for the podcast because a bunch of dudes who just complain about comics isn't always super fun. And she, in a lot of ways, was able to find certain elements that you know were highlights and things like that and point good things out. Um, in in some ways, she was the ray of light or the ray of sunlight that uh, the the darkness that the TBU comic cast was really needed. So uh, much appreciated to Stella for all of her work over the years, including helping out at San Diego over the multiple multiple years. In episode one hundred, um, during the announcements, we talked about uh, the anniversary and we talked about the fact that we were around for a hundred episodes. But ultimately, what it came down to was it was just a brief mentioning of kind of the history of the, the podcast, not nearly as detailed as what we're doing now. And the idea behind that was I was never somebody who really wanted to celebrate huge milestones. Um, episode 100, episode 50, you know, episode 200. It was nothing that I, it was n- none of those were things that I really wanted to go out of my way to to really point out because I just always treat it as, you know, if you're a TV show, hundred episodes is a big deal. Um, but if you're like a news show or a show that's on regularly, like 
something like, I guess, a newscast or something like that, you don't really celebrate how many times you've been on the air. You just keep going. You just keep going and you just keep doing what you do. And that's kind of how I always viewed it. Episode 250 is obviously an exception because of two reasons. One, because it's the 10th anniversary. And two, it's because it's episode 250. And another reason is because I, I've promised that I was going to do something special and I just kept putting it off. So um, it was a it was a big deal to do something like that. In episode 101, Josh actually returned and he came back to basically talk about some of the comics, but also rant about the new 52 and how everything was playing out and he actually pushed our runtime to over four hours which was the first time that that ever happened uh, our episodes had gone over three hours in the past but uh, four hours was something that was never done before josh came back for that one episode um, in episode 104 we actually started trimming some of the books and this was specifically due to two reasons the first reason being the fact that we had so many books and we had so many things to actually cover per episode that it was getting almost hard, too hard to edit a podcast that was three plus hours every single two weeks just because of the number of books. The other reason was because there was a lot of secondary books that just were not very good, not very good at all. And we did not, we didn't want to just keep covering the stuff that was really, really bad. Despite the fact that we were covering all of the Batman universe at the time, it just wasn't something we wanted to keep doing because of how bad some of the titles actually were. Um, in 2013, you may remember the Don and Stella wedding. Um, that was a April Fool's joke that was released on the Batman universe specials, uh, but we highly promoted it on the comic cast and it was a unique thing. It was one of the first things that a lot of the hosts on the website actually took part of and were, were, you know, had certain aspects and things like that. And again, that was all put together. That was all put together just because of Don, Stella, and Josh having this crazy idea to do something um, unique for April Fool's Day. And, and even though I don't really do any April Fool's Day postings on the website we still almost every year have some sort of april fools podcast either with back of the oracle or the gotham chronicle that releases something related to april fools every single year so check them out if you haven't uh, there's some crazy things that have happened over the years so definitely check some of those out in april of 2013 uh, this was the point where we started the point five cast the point five cast, as I said earlier, was something where, so as I said, episode 104, we started trimming books, but by episode 113, which was just a couple months later, there was a point where a number of listeners were sending us messages saying, we're really upset that you're not covering all of the books. We understand that some of them suck, but we really want you to be covering all of the books. And the answer to that was there was no way we could have the normal episodes stay at the, the runtime that they were with over three hours long and keep getting them released on time. So the the solution we came up with was let's create the point five cast. And point five cast would cover anything that wasn't a Batman book. And at the time the Batman books that were releasing were Batman Detective Comics, Batman the Dark Knight, and Batman Robin. Those were the four Batman books. There was other miniseries and things like that, but those were the faint four main Bat books. But then there, there was a bunch of other books that were releasing, like Batgirl, Nightwing. So 
at that point, Ed joined us. Now, Ed has been around for over 106, he's been around for 106 episodes up to now. Obviously, he's still on the podcast as one of my co-hosts, but Ed has been on the podcast for a long time, and this all, Ed's, Ed coming to the podcast actually stemmed from him guesting on Back to Oracle and Stella reaching out to me and saying, hey, you've got to get this guy because he's he, he really belongs on a podcast. He can talk about comics really well. You need to reach out to him and get him on. So I reached out to him, asked him if he wanted to join. He was thrilled about coming on board and he's been on board ever since. He's been around for over five years now and Ed to his credit, probably deserves way more credit than he ever gets because when he initially joined, he was with myself and we were covering horrific, and I mean horrific, stuff in the very beginning with all the secondary books and the, the quality that some of that stuff was. It was it was really, really, really bad some of the stuff that we were covering so bad so that just uh just a couple months after that when we released episode 123.5 catwoman was so bad that month that we actually interrupted our intro talking about how bad it was which that was not something we did very often where we would have something prior to the actual intro starting off it was something that would just the intro would happen and then we would get into talking about it but it was so bad that we had to preface the episode with this episode was so bad we're so regretting having to cover this episode that was something that uh that ed deserves a lot of credit for over the years he has been around for a lot of stuff but he initially came on board and was covering the worst of the worst when it came to the books to cover and he stuck around and now he obviously helps cover the good stuff like batman and detective comics and obviously a lot of the good stuff that we talk about in greater gotham as part of rebirth um in episode 124 we actually had 0.1.2.3.4 episodes and this was to mimic what was going on with uh, the dc villains month in september of 2013 this was actually um, broken down where we had a weekly comic cast where every week we would have a new episode talking about the villains issues that released those episodes. Also with the 124 episodes was uh, the final episode that Don was around. Uh, Don left around that time shortly after. Joe left in April of 2014, and then uh, Ed became full-time on the podcast, taking over the spot that Joe left. So then at that point, it was Ed, myself, and Stella who was left on the podcast. Episode uh, 134 was the very last time we had Bat Books for Beginners on the podcast. We actually had a brand new intro that we launched when Ed right before uh, Ed came on board. And uh, we had a brand, we had a relaunch format, which was the idea of uh, taking Bat Books for Beginners out. Bat Books for Beginners was getting longer. Each episode was getting longer, and we decided to spin it out into its own podcast at that time, uh, mostly for two reasons. And I, I know I keep saying mostly for two reasons, but the, the two reasons were the episodes were getting longer and getting better in quality, but plugging that into an episode like the comic cast, which was already very long. We needed to get that runtime for the comic cast down. And I know that there are people out there who have absolutely no problem with 
four hour long podcasts would appreciate four hour long podcasts. But the problem is to actually produce a four hour long podcast every two weeks is extremely difficult to do um, between the actual recording, prepping for a podcast of that length, and then obviously the post-production with editing and things like that. And there is a massive amount of work that goes into editing a podcast. If you've never edited a podcast, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but let's just put this in perspective. You have a two-hour podcast and you are able to sit down and just edit it nonstop you would be lucky to get it done in about three to four times that amount of time. So a four-hour podcast, you'd be lucky to get it done in anywhere between 12 and 16 hours. And that's like nonstop. You know, you don't have a lot of breaks in between. And it was just unfeasible to keep having it. So Bat Books for Beginners spun out into its own its own feed, which in some ways was a lot better for it because it was able to be something that was out there that people could listen to and just listen to you know the chronological format for the bat books by themselves and not have to listen to all the older episodes of the comic cast so that was a that was a great idea that happened in episode 135 like i said ed joined us full time but that also was the launch of our brand new intro so real quick let's listen to that intro the batman universe comic podcast Scott Hi, this is Denny O'Neill. My name is Neil Adams. And this is Paul Dini. Hi, my name is Dan DeDio. This is Kevin Conroy. Hey, this is Francis Manipal. Hi, this is Jim Lee, and you're listening to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. With that intro, we also had a new format that we covered uh, with the way we covered actual books individually and things like that. That was something that we introduced. Um, later on, about a year later, Convergence was happening, and this was one of the first times that I actually took a break from the podcast, uh, mostly because I had a lot of different things going on at the time. Having this opportunity, such as Convergence, where stuff wasn't really affected by the, it wasn't really affecting the main continuity and things like that. I thought this was a perfect time for me to take a break. Stell also took a break with me, and uh, Ed actually headed up the Convergence episodes, which again, Ed just ends up getting stuck with the worst of the worst when it comes to the books, because most of you who have read Convergence know that Convergence was not, was not really the best thing in the world. Uh, a lot of the Convergence titles were kind of giving us peaks at what we remembered from pre-Flashpoint, but ignoring a lot of the other aspects that we really wanted, and giving peaks and not really recognizing everything else was kind of unfortunate. Um, Don actually came on to to do those episodes along with another host, uh, Josh Paul, who came on to cover the Convergence episodes as well. Uh, some of the other specials that we've had over the years, uh, Robin War happened and that was uh, Robin, Terrence, and Olivia covered Robin Moore for us over on the, the podcast. Those were released as separate episodes, mostly because the vast majority of the books that they were covering, we weren't covering on a normal basis. So we had to, we, so Rob approached me and said he really wanted to cover Robin Moore. So that, that's how that came to be. 
uh, episode 185. That was our that was Ed and myself doing the DC Rebirth uh, live reaction. Um, the DC Rebirth panel at WonderCon that year when they announced that that was something that we watched and gave our feedback on as they were making announcements. It's one of my most enjoyable comic casts because one, there wasn't really anything to prep for. And really, we just had to sit there and watch a video to, and then talk about it. And obviously, that's very similar to something like a commentary or something like that. But I think Rebirth was a moment of joy for a lot of fans, including myself, because Rebirth was something where it, it, it was DC acknowledging that they made mistakes. And during that panel itself, they said flat out they made mistakes and they were ignoring certain groups of fans that had been around for a very long time. And it was, it was good to see a company like DC actually recognizing that there was an issue and that they needed to change and that Rebirth was their answer. A lot of the books they announced were exciting, and the the ideas that we were the of what we were going to get was very exciting. So it was one of my most enjoyable episodes I think I ever did, was just because it was just getting a bunch of really cool, good information and just being able to chat about it as it happens. Um, in episode two hundred, um, we talked about uh, doing a so leading up to episode two hundred, Stella had said we were going to do we should do something special an anniversary special or something like that and i kept saying yeah well maybe we'll just do a segment talking about something related to the fact that we've been around for 200 episodes and i kept saying that i kept saying and i kept saying and the next thing i knew it creeped up on me and episode 200 was there and i had nothing planned so i just decided as we're like pretty much 30 minutes before we started episode 200 that i was going to go through and count the episodes that we've released so that I could get a so I could get a actual number of what episode we were and then I just decided you know what okay so we actually would be at 212 if we counted these other episodes so if I counted all these other episodes well then we're at 212 so we're just going to renumber so that's what happened we renumbered 212 to take all of those 0.5 casts and the 0.1234 episode for the villains month and some of the other stuff that we released, some of the other extra episodes, and just pile them all into one finite number so that we would have a definite number. I know a lot of people were disappointed about my explanation as to why we were renumbering and things like that instead of just doing some sort of anniversary thing. But again, it just comes down to, like I said, I'm not really somebody who really does a lot of milestone-type situations. Like, I don't... I, I've never really been someone who likes to toot my own horn. There's not, it's, there's not like there's, there's never an occasion that I don't like to do that. But the vast majority of the time that I've been with TBU, I don't really like to sit there and and say, you know, we're the best. We've been around for so long. We are, you know, the longest running Batman podcast because we are. The, I mean, this podcast is the longest Batman podcast that exists. Um, I, we're not the first, and I have no problem admitting that because the, the podcast that was first, the first Batman podcast that was out there was something that, in, you know, gave me the idea to really do this and, and have this become what it was, but um, we are the longest running Batman podcast. There's a lot of other podcasts out there that have that have that have released episodes and have been around but none of them have been around for as long as we have been with 
even this ep- even this podcast launched in June of 2008 has been around longer than any other podcast that is out there right now that's still producing episodes. So that is a milestone in, in some ways, but it's a milestone that doesn't change. As long as we keep producing new episodes, it just we just continue to be the longest running. It's like uh, The Simpsons being the longest running uh, you know series of all time. We're that, but for Batman podcasts. So, um, in episode 217, which was released in February of 2017, that was very Lego themed. We had a Lego intro, Lego cover art. That's because the Lego Batman movie came out. A lot of you may not know this, but I am a huge Lego fan. I have a massive, massive Lego collection that, uh, I have pretty much all of the Lego, anything that has Batman, Lego Batman related. DC Comics superheroes, I've got pretty much everything. Uh, the only stuff I don't have is the initial series of, of uh, sets that came out in 2007 because I didn't get into collecting the Legos until about four years ago. And when I did get into collecting them, those were already extremely expensive. But I have a massive collection and it's been hard to keep up at times, especially with the Lego Batman movie coming out and releasing a bunch of extra sets that wouldn't have otherwise released. But uh, I have a massive Lego collection. I'm a huge Lego fan. So outside of uh, Batman, Lego is probably my second um, biggest interest outside of Batman. And uh, it's a huge thing. So when the movie came out, I was really pumped to see the movie and thought, let's, let's do something special for the release of the movie. So that's what happened in episode 217. In 218, I introduced a little segment called Monkey Watch. Now, Monkey Watch is... Was, was literally just something that I was just trying to mess with Stella because Stella over the years has has uh, tried to, um, you know, she has been very good at pushing my buttons when it comes to certain things. Uh, early on, she used to bring up Marvel a lot, and when she would bring up Marvel, I would always be typing in the chat window, stop talking about Marvel, we're not here to talk about Marvel. And now it's not not as big of a deal because when we do talk about Marvel, it's in relation or we're relating it to something that we're already talking about which is what she was doing, but I was just—I had—I was a very big stickler when it came to certain things, and I didn't want to talk about Marvel or Marvel characters because the problem is, if you're listening as a Batman fan or a DC fan, you might not have any idea what Marvel, you know, what Marvel's producing or what Marvel's doing, or you might not have ever read any Spider-Man comics. And relating it to something like that's—that is Marvel instead of relating it to something that's DC, it, you might not have any idea what we're actually talking about when we're relating it to that kind of stuff. So. It's one of those things where I was very big stickler about it, and she loved to make references to it because she loved to push my buttons, and over the years, she's pushed my buttons probably more than anybody, but it was all in great fun. So I figured, because she thought that it was almost impossible for me to just do anything that was completely crazy, I decided to introduce a segment called Monkey Watch, and Monkey Watch was literally me just talking about monkeys that were popping up in pop culture or comics, and that was the entire idea. And I thought to myself, I didn't even know what I was doing, and when I was editing the podcast at the time, because I was actually editing the podcast, I put together a, a unique intro for Monkey Watch and thought this will just be one of those weird segments that we have. And the intent was to actually keep it around for a while, but... I kept forgetting about it, and at the time, there was a bunch of stuff that actually happened last year that I wish I would have talked about. Um, Kong Skung, I- Kong 
Skull Island came out last year, and that was a movie that I saw, and that actually came out just a month or two after we came up with the first episode of Monkey Watch, and I meant to talk about it, but I, I, I didn't get around to it. I meant to talk about the the last Planet of the Apes movie that came out, didn't get around to that. So it was just something off the wall that I came up with. Uh, later in the episode, we're actually going to bring back Monkey Watch for you, as because there's been certain people who have asked us to bring back Monkey Watch, and then there's a special little secret as to what you can expect from Mon- Monkey Watch in the future, so stay tuned for that. As we barreled towards the end of our retrospective, it was there was one thing that I, as I was going back listening to the old episodes, there was one thing that it was really amusing. I don't tend to have, I don't tend to have extremely quick wit when it comes to certain things but there was a certain situation in the last uh just just last year that popped up that uh to this day when i think about it i think to myself i took down ed pretty well with some really quick wit and uh it was pretty funny so let's take a listen hello everyone welcome to the batman universe comic podcast episode number 221 and i am your host dustin and today i have with me this is ed not to be confused with erectile dysfunction took you out this is my it is monday (laughs) even dustin goes cray cray finally the the last couple uh of notes that i have about the history of the batman universe comic podcast is you know recently we've had uh steph join us and she's currently helping us uh cover a bunch of the stuff on the podcast stella is 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 currently taking a uh, hiatus ultimately what's what, what it comes down to is over the years we've had a number of hosts or guest hosts people have come on to real quick because nobody wants to hear just me talk i know i've been talking for over an hour at this point and hopefully i'm telling you some information you didn't already know and it's interesting but most of the time especially in the very beginning having a podcast that just has one person talking can get very boring very quickly and i I know that full well. Um, I knew that my early episodes of the Batman Universe podcast where I was by myself were very boring. So the last thing I ever wanted was to have an episode where it was just me talking. Very shortly here, we're going to get into some segments where I bring in some other people. Um, But I wanted to real quick just thank some of the people who have been part of the Batman Universe comic podcast. Melinda... Uh, she was actually part of the Batman Universe podcast. She guested on an episode very briefly, just one episode. But uh, Melinda was on the Batman Universe podcast for a very, very long time. She was a very important member of the Batman Universe podcast. So thank you, Melinda, for your time at TBU. Nick was only on one episode, but uh, obviously, like I said, Nick was part of Batbooks for Beginners for 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 a long, long, long time. And he was really the driving force of making that be what it is. Um, other people have come and, and been part of Bat Books for Beginners, and, and you know, including up to now with, with Jerry and Chris. But if it wasn't for Nick doing it for as long as he, he did it, it would not have actually lasted to this point. Uh, Savannah, Humphrey, they were both uh, people that joined... Uh, for a very short episode, Savannah was on the normal podcast. Humphrey was just on for a short time. Ian Miller does uh, a lot of reviews over on the website. He's actually joined us on two separate episodes. And then, as I said earlier, uh, Rob, Terrence, and Olivia did Robin War. Terrence and Olivia were on two episodes because of that. Rob was actually on four episodes because in the very beginning, he was with Ed and myself on the Point Five cast. 
Uh, Chris Mayland, who was the, one of the original hosts, he was only on for about three episodes because his focus was more on the other aspect of stuff, not the comics. But he was around. He was a very instrumental part to TBU as well because in the very beginning, he was the one who initially said, we need to start editing some of these podcasts to make them better. Cut out some of the ums, the uhs, the owes, all that stuff that uh, I did, I still do to this day. He was very instrumental in deciding that that stuff needed to be taken out and we needed to better our quality of what we were producing um he edited the podcast for well over a year and uh he was very instrumental even though he was only on the episodes for a very short time uh like i said steph she's only been on the episodes for you know a couple she's only been on the comic cast for a very short time but we're appreciating everything that she's doing um filling in for stella for the time being and much appreciative as to you know just that new aspect of learning a little bit having somebody who's learning a little bit more about the batman universe and not just you know in the depths of all of the history that like somebody like ed and myself have been around joshua paul who was around for four episodes during convergence john wilson who was around for five episodes uh, at the beginning of the new 52 zach uh zach was around for a total of 24 episodes and even though he was only around for what seems like 24 is not that big of a number, but that is a big number when you put it into larger perspective. He also was editing our podcast for a very, very long time. And without certain people like, like Chris and Zach and Joe and, you know, other people that I'm, I'm I'm forgetting at this point who have helped us over the years editing the podcast, podcast editing is not a, enjoyable task most of the time i mean in talking and making a podcast is not is actually very enjoyable to, to talk with other people about things that you enjoy and things like that but actually editing a podcast is extremely time consuming and frustrating at times because there's certain things that you just can't do and a lot of us have done it over the years including myself and not have and have not had a ton of background skills in this and just kind of taught ourselves and learned as we went and then got better as we went but it's one of those things where if it wasn't for certain people who were around the podcast probably wouldn't have been able to keep going if it wasn't for certain people like zach and chris and joe who have edited the podcast over the years and helped out so much appreciated to to them uh apple he was around for 33 episodes uh from the very beginning and then from the very first episode and then he was on for a total of 33 episodes apple like i said was the instrumental part of creating a comic podcast he believed that the comics should have their own focus and that we should give more time to focus on the comics and that's why we spun the comic cast out of the batman universe podcast and it was really his ideas to this happening um uh, Josh and Don have been around for, uh, Josh has been around for 48 different episodes. Don has been around for 67 different episodes. Uh, both of them have basically been the cornerstones of part of the building that is TBU. They have been around for a very long time. They've helped out with so many different projects and so many different things, including San Diego. Um, but being part of the comic podcast, uh, for as many episodes as they both were is is very appreciated as well um, but basically it's a, a lot of the other stuff that even when they left the comic cast they still were involved in a variety of other things that were happening on the site and with san diego and things like that 
Uh, Joe, as I've said, he edited our podcast, was around for a total of 58 episodes. Um, he, again, still is involved in, in certain aspects of uh, you know some of the graphics that we create on the site and things like that. And he has been involved in a massive amount of stuff, uh, editing podcasts on top of of recording the podcast in the middle of the night and giving up time when he was normally would be sleeping. I mean, I, there has been very few people that we've ever had on the podcast that will not sleep because they will, they would rather record the podcast with us. So that is never going to be forgotten. Um, Ed has been around for 106 episodes and Ed has been my buddy for a long time. I'm joining for like over five years ago and basically in sometimes sometimes agreeing with me and sometimes disagreeing with me all of our conversations i think have been great and i've really appreciated them um he's a guy where if he told me he had to leave tomorrow i would completely understand but i would i would be really really taken aback by the idea that i would have to do the comic podcast without ed because ed has has really been the person who I've really enjoyed doing the podcast with more than the most. And that's not to take anything away from anybody else, but Ed has really been the guy who, um, when he came on board and his, his method of, of talking about things and things like that, I've really enjoyed him. Uh, finally, Stella, Stella has been around for a, a total of 147 episodes longest, longer than anybody else other than myself. And Stella, like I said, uh, if it wasn't for back roll, to Oracle and that episode and that show being as successful as it was, I'm not sure TBU would continue to reach new people. Um, I am not a marketing guru. I am not a networking guru. I, or, or very good at it either. I does, I don't have to be a guru, but I'm not, I'm just not very good at it. But if I wasn't, if it wasn't for Stella, I'm not sure that the audience would continue to build because she does an amazing job of bringing in special guests, bringing in other podcast hosts from other popular shows out there on the net, and networking more than pretty much anybody. Um, she's been my right hand when it comes to San Diego for years about taking care of different things with the PR contacts that I have. Uh, since I'm sitting at TBU headquarters putting out the news as it happens, she was always the person who was there to do a good chunk of the new or chunk of the comic interviews and things like that over the over the years. So Stella, her time has been much appreciative as well. Um, thank you to everybody who has been a part of the Batman Universe comic podcast over the years. And, you know, just on top of the Batman Universe pod, comic podcast, there's been a ton of people who have been involved in a wide variety of different other aspects. Um, my staff, who has been on other podcasts with me, but uh, most importantly, over the years, the one thing that I've really appreciated is all the people who have come and helped out with the website. I never really thought when I started the podcast in January of 2008 that I would have ever created a website as big as it is now and as with as much content as what we do. Um, if there wasn't certain people who are currently helping out right now and currently working on the site, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Um, there's 
you know, we report tons of news and we report tons, we do tons of comic uh, reviews every single week. And without the people who are behind the scenes doing that stuff, who, may, who you may have never even heard about other than just their name when we're talking about ratings during Greater Gotham. If you didn't hear, uh, you know, if you didn't hear their names, you might not have ever even heard about them because they do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff on the site and provide the content that we talk about here on the podcast as well as talking about, you know, as, as well as content that you guys can enjoy on a daily and sometimes weekly basis. So I just want to throw out special thanks to certain people who are currently on my staff right now. I want to thank Jessica for putting together last week in the Batcave for well over a year now and doing that. She's also been doing TBU by the numbers. She brought that back. She also reviews comics. But last week in the Batcave is, again, one of those ways that we have been able to reach out to other people with the Gothamite section and the area where we focus a different artist. It brings our notice to TBU to other avenues that we wouldn't have otherwise gotten or been part of. Um, it gets the TBU name out there and gets other artists to know who we are, but then also it gets their fans to know who we are too when they talk about the fact that they were featured at TBU. So much appreciative to her. Uh, Dan, who currently does all of our news, um, all of our main news, um, he puts together all of the news that we have when it relates to movies, TV, video games, the comics. He put he writes all of that news up and then uh, gets that stuff out extremely quick. Much much thanks goes to Dan uh, Clinton, who's current currently doing a lot of our merch news. Um, he puts together a ton of the merch news and and honestly merch is one of the areas where it probably has more news than any other section. Um, and he puts together a lot of the news for merch. Um, but just to run through, um, the comic reviewers, because honestly, this is like the backbone of what we are as TBU. If it wasn't for our comic book reviewers, we wouldn't be able to have the, amount of content that we really have. And over the years, we've had a number of people who have come and helped with comic reviews. But over the past two or three years, we've had the best group of people helping out and creating an enormous amount of content and reviewing comics. And honestly, if you've never written a comic review, it's not super easy. I don't personally like writing comic reviews. I don't personally like having to put my thoughts down on it down on you know down in word it's not something that i really super enjoy so it's very great i'm very grateful for all the people over the years who have come and helped tbu with reviews and have done that um currently we have adele bill bob corbin david jerry ian jessica oliver paul and tony who have been putting together comic reviews on a normal basis for a long time and uh, that that is extremely important to the success of the site and I thank them very much. Um, I wouldn't I also have to mention just a couple of other people who don't necessarily review comics um, but have been instrumental into building TBU over the past couple of years. Um, Corbin has has actually been involved with TBU for an extremely long time. Um, Corbin originally came to us as a comic reviewer almost five years ago in October of 2013 and has reviewed a ton of stuff. And at one point, Corbin was reviewing out of maybe 12 books that we were covering on a monthly basis, Corbin was reviewing like nine of them. He was covering a ton of books. 
And Corbin is another guy who has been around for a very long time, came on board around the same time as Ed. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting to see how people's lives have changed as, as things have happened. Uh, Corbin originally came on board over the years. He's gotten married. He's had a daughter and it's just interesting. I mean, obviously my own life has changed as well. My life has changed from, I went from being in the military to getting out of the military, having a son, having a daughter, having another son, moving to a different state. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened in 10 years, but it's, it's really cool to see some of the staff members and see how their lives have changed over the years as well. Um, so, so that's really cool to see. Um, another person that I want to just throw a real quick mention to is Colin. He also, he also puts together some amazing articles on the site, um, some character spotlights and things like that. Uh, Colin actually heads up a Batman site that I came across a couple years back that I thought was the coolest thing in the world, uh, the Batman chronology project. And it basically takes all these Batman stories and puts them in, in the form, you know, puts them in an exact reading order or an order that makes the most sense and his project was so awesome and i reached out to him and said you know would you be interested in putting stuff together for tbu and he came over and he turns out on average at least one character spotlight a month um sometimes are broken up into multiple parts but there's at least one per month that normally comes out um and he's done some amazing work and his project alone that he's he's done is a massive amount of work and i want to just say go check it out if you haven't um so with that uh that that's basically everything i mean just real quick i've been on 242 episodes of the comic podcast uh between convergence and some of those specials that uh, i wasn't part of there i've almost been on a all all of the episodes and honestly the few episodes there's only been a couple episodes that i haven't been on that i that i chose i didn't want to be on um there was outside of the four for convergence and the the two that were for robin war there was two other episodes that i just wasn't part of and it's just one of those things where like i have always told myself that i need to be here in order to make sure that this podcast happens and that might not always be the case i can't promise that in 250 episodes that it'll still be me as the main host of the batman vs. comic podcast as you know I used to be the main host of the Batman Universe podcast and I stepped back and, and had other people run that because I just, I wanted to dedicate more time to talking about the comics because that's something that I really enjoy. So can I say for 200, can I say that I'll always be here being your voice for the Batman Universe um, on the comic podcast? No, but I've enjoyed my time. There's been plenty of downs when it comes to the content that DC has put out. But there's been plenty of ups, and a lot of it is even between the ups and downs of what DC is currently or previously has has released, part of the thing that has always been enjoyable is just the ability to sit down with other members who are Bat fans just like myself, sit down and talk about the books, whether we like them or not, you know, completely rant about them, destroy the book because it's so bad, or, you know, rave about it because we loved it so much. It's one of those things where... I am extremely appreciative to everybody who's ever been on the podcast with me to talk about comics. So real quick, before we move into our next segment, I want to just play a couple of real cool well wishes that were sent over for the comic cast. Hello, Dustin, Ed, Steph, 
and all listeners of the Batman universe, past, present, and future. Congratulations on 250 episodes of the Comic Cast. Many podcasts have, have gone to the hundreds and some even to the thousands, but this is a particular milestone because the Batman universe is, without speaking bias, because I've, I've been on it for so many years, um, truly a bastion of real, solid, worthwhile content in the Batman fan community. Um, I know there are other places out, other sites out there that, you know, try to get the hottest deets on what Scott Snyder is doing or what Warner Brothers is doing. But I feel that the Batman universe, um, like the heart and the mind of, of real interest has always kind of been a line for me. Um, I remember remembering back on just kind of when I when I first listened to the the comic cast, I was listening when Josh was on way back when you guys would do like character spotlights, um, like like ten years ago. I believe I started listening Final Crisis era. Um, I remember listening back when Dan Dio was writing the Outsiders comic book, <sighs> and uh, since then we've weathered such fun storms as. Um, you know, that the New 52 and uh, Batman Reborn, um, the uh, Michael Lane Asriel series, the Yo Simone Batgirl series, um, and all the other other runs, all the other famous moments, Batman Inc., Gordon being Batman, of course I wasn't on that one, that one but uh, I really appreciate what this podcast, what this uh, website has done. I really appreciate Dustin... Uh, you having me on the website and contributing whatever, generally whatever thoughts I have uh, on the site. I really appreciate the opportunity that you give us uh, to go out and do reporting. Um, some of my most cherished moments of my life are uh, honestly uh, interviewing Devin Grayson and Chuck Dixon, and I would not be able to have, have done that without uh, you. Um I would not have been able to meet people without you. I would not, would not be able to have made the connections and further my own potential in writing without the Batman universe. And honestly, I, I, I miss being on the comic cast. I know that's a different era, and it was several years ago, but like, uh, I really enjoyed it. And I certainly didn't leave the podcast uh, because of uh, of what the podcast was doing. It's, you know, just you know, different eras in comics, but like. Um, Congratulations to you, Dustin. Congratulations, Ed, newcomer Steph. Uh, hope you buckle your seatbelt and hang on. It's going to be a wild ride. Um, congratulations to Joe and Nick and Stella and Apple and everyone who has come beforehand and kind of helped build upon the many episodes of the Comic Cast along the way. And um, here's to 2,050 more. Hi, this is Ben, TDU's intern and convention correspondent. Congrats on the 250th episode of Comic Cast! Hey, this is Ryan. Hey, this is Terrence. And this is Rob from Robin Everyone Loves the Drake. The three of us want to wish a TBU and the Comic Cast uh, a happy 250 episodes. And I think we're at what? Yay! <laughs> we're at what, 74? <laughs> so I just want to thank uh, TBU for adding us to the podcast. And I actually had a small little window uh, that I was part of the comic cast for a little while. And then I found Terrence over at uh, the Bat Fans podcast. And the rest is a. Uh, Drake history. So you guys have been paving the way for uh, Robin. Everyone loves the Drake and happy 250 episodes, guys. 
Hi, this is Paul Shanley. I review comics and a lot of the DC animated new releases for the website. A big congratulations to Dustin, Stella, and Ed, and everyone else for 250 episodes of the podcast. It's surprising with all the Batman content floating around in podcast land that there's actually not that much that focuses solely on the comics, and the TBU gang does a great job of covering the source material. Here's to 250 more episodes, which, if my math is right, would take us to Monkey Watch 2028. Cheers, guys. All right, so our next segment on our special 250th episode is we're going to be actually, we we have uh, Ed, Steph, and Josh Bertoni, who has uh, kindly joined us. Uh, But the four of us are going to actually talk about some of our favorite moments from the last 10 years and 250 episodes of the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. We've covered a lot of stuff over the last 10 years. We had New 52. We had Rebirth. Um, There was all kinds of stuff in between those things, like special months and things like that. So let's start with the past. Josh, what was one of your favorite moments from the comic cast? It's uh, I don't want to sound like a negative person when I say this, but I have a lot of fun when we take down a book that's just really, really, really horrible. And, you know... I don't want to make it sound like we're overly negative because, you know, we love Batman. We love these comics and, uh, you know, and we find a lot of joy in them. But when you're podcasting, sometimes it's just fun to rip something apart. And one of my favorite ones, it was either issue two or three of Batman Incorporated. But uh, it was an issue where, like, Grant Morrison had retconned that, like, uh, Kathy Kane was, like, the most important woman in the DC universe and, like, she was like, you know, a Nazi princess and like Batman was actually in love with her the whole time. Unlike the Silver Age where like he actually couldn't stand her. And I remember we just talked about um, it, this was like a comic cast where I was recording it from work as usual. And I was like not feeling well. It was the end of the night. I was kind of tired. And like when it got to Batman Incorporated issue, I, I want to say three. I just like woke up and we did like we basically took that book out in an alley and like shot it between the eyes. That was a uh, a lot of fun. Do you remember that one, Dustin? I, I, I do remember that. I do remember that. I think there were some other episodes that were very very similar in fashion where we we did some stuff where we just hated. I think one of the, the another issue that we we did that for that I know you were around for was uh, when we did Teen Titans number zero during New Fifty Two. And they basically redid the entire origin of Tim Drake and how he became Robin, how he basically blackmailed Batman into becoming Robin. Robin. Yeah, or Red Robin. Yeah, <laughs> he was never Robin. Yeah, never Robin, just Red Robin. And in order to become Red Robin, he just blackmailed Batman into becoming it. And that was an episode that we uh, spent an enormous amount of time talking about how it was ridiculous that they were redoing all the origins for so many of these characters so many characters just for the sake of saying let's do something different that may be one of the worst issues of of like the past 10 years too i mean yeah, I, I would agree well, I mean, that's agree. a brutally not just as a poorly constructed we've had a lot of poorly constructed issues but it's like a fundamental slap in the face for long-term fans like it is just brutal I remember one of the highlights of that episode was Stella and I were like really arguing over the merits of the issue. And like, she was like, you know, really like driving her feet into the ground, like trying to tell me that this made sense. And I still bring this up to this day, but like, and this is bears repeating. They put Tim Drake in the witness protection program, but here's how the witness protection program decided to protect Tim Drake. They changed his last name, but not his first name. They didn't dye his hair, change his appearance in any way. They kept him in the same city and put him with the most photographed man in the world. 
that is like if you work for the witness protection program, you you, you lose your job, you're fired. Yeah, it's bad. The whole thing's bad. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it's the, the, that's one of the few issues that there is almost no redeeming qualities to. You know what I mean? It's just bad. Like no. Another one that I remember we like had fun taking down was a. Uh, there was a um, right before the new fifty two. There was a storyline in Birds of Prey, death of Oracle, and like the last part was Oracle like fakes her death, but like the logistics of it made no sense. It was like wait, so like if all the heroes think that she's dead, then aren't they wondering why Barbara Gordon's still alive? And then like only like certain heroes were told she was alive, and then like, we were like, why, why is she telling Misfit she's alive but not like Cassandra Kane? And there's like a montage at the end of like like booster gold has to like disarm a nuclear bomb or something. And all these heroes are dying and they're like calling for Oracle's help and she's ignoring them. She's like, I must continue to have my death faked. Otherwise calculator will, you know, be mad at me or something. And like, I was like, he's trying to disarm a nuclear bomb. You can, you can give him help. Booster gold's not going to tell any, well, maybe booster gold. Will. It might not have been booster gold. It was like blue beetle or something maybe, but like the, the point stands that that was another stupid storyline that, I remember we spent a lot of time like just taking out back and beating with the baseball bats. Yep, that has happened a lot over the years. But uh, one, I, one of the things, especially with beating books to death, uh, do you remember the large – I know Ed would remember this, and mm-hmm. I, I know, Josh, you were around for the tail end, or the beginning of this, but there was a huge group of episodes. I want to say it was like a chunk of maybe like 50 episodes uh, just past – probably like episode 95 all the way through like episode, maybe like one thirty one four or about one thirty, <laughs> And uh, where basically every episode we would just hate on the books and listeners started to tell us that we were ridiculously negative and it started to, to affect me because I was like, I can't help the fact that this, these books suck. You know, I can only praise a book. That's good. Don't let me, don't, don't, I understand that you're going to get upset because for, for so many episodes, we were extremely, extremely negative on stuff, but there was a lot of stuff that was really, really bad during that time frame. I remember Don on an episode. I don't even think I was on the episode losing his mind over how bad the Gail Simone Batgirl run was. Remember that? Yeah. Like, I remember it was it was so like 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 Josh says. Sometimes negativity can be funny, and it was so funny. I remember listening in my car. And I'd done stuff with Donovan at that point. And I actually had to pull over my car because he was just like, why are we even reading this? It's terrible. What are we talking? Like it was because it was that bad girl run was so divisive, you know? Um, And again, that's when you guys were covering all the books. And yeah, I remember that. And although you don't want to be negative 24 seven, when something's as bad as some of that stuff was, it's tough not to be negative. We're actually kind of blessed now. Those of us that are on Conancast because since New 52, although New 52 was a travesty in a lot of ways, the monthly books that came out, which being Batman Detective, were pretty good. You know, you had... Well, yeah, Detective later on. Uh, the detective got, well, once they replaced the original um, people that were on it, but once they got to the... When Tomasi's... We had a while where we had we had a Snyder run going on that was good, and we had Tomasi's run on Batman and Robin for a while that was good, and then we got... Uh, um, was it Buccioletto and, and Manipul on Detective? It was yeah. good. Made a good runner. It was, it was all pretty good. There's definitely moments of of uh, of uh, glimmer from the New Fifty Two that were redeeming points, but uh, I think not- like I think overall, I think especially in the very beginning, I think 
we as hosts, and I speak for those of us who were there in the very beginning and those of us who were there throughout the entire New 52, in the very beginning of the New 52, I think a lot of us, and that actually, I'll, I'll say this, this was one of my moments. It's kind of a cheat moment because it doesn't actually have to do with the comic cast. I mean, it has to do with the comic cast, but unfortunately, because of the way I was so extremely hard structured when it came to where things go, we actually recorded an episode at the beginning of June of 2011. It was after they announced Rebirth, and uh, there was five of us. Don was there. Josh was there. Joe was there. And we talked about... The, you, you mean New 52? Yeah, the New 52. announced Rebirth. Yeah, I meant New 52. The, when they announced New 52, it was in May of 2011. <laughs> yeah, and we uh, we talked about the New 52 and the announcements that they had made, the creative teams, and the, the overall idea of what it was. And I think as a whole, I think a lot of us were put off by the idea of let's start everything fresh, let's start everything new. And like I know at that point Marvel had done stuff like that, but as a DC fan and someone who hadn't really experienced that on, on the Marvel side of stuff, because I don't read Marvel and I don't really pay attention to the stuff that's going on over there. Most of the time um, I wasn't really prepared for something as drastic as what the new 52 was. And yes, there were, there were moments of, of uh, decent stories. Scott Snyder's run overall was probably one of the biggest highlights from that, from the new 52. I mean, I had issues with certain things that he did and things like that, but the writing overall was, was very well done and the stories were comprehensive and it wasn't like it was rewriting the entire history of things. He definitely took liberties and rewrote certain aspects of that man's history, but there was a lot of things where he was still trying to just tweak little bits that could be tweaked without messing with past stuff but overall there was just there was so much stuff that was happening in the beginning where it just felt like they were ignoring so much stuff i mean i remember reviewing backroll and saying how could how could we possibly be almost a year into backroll and we have not found out how in the world she's walking again and i remember interviewing gail simone the at c2e2 the year after you started and i asked her it's like how, when are we going to hear the story about how Backroll got to walk again? And she just stone faced looked at me and said, we already had that. I mentioned that it yeah. was, uh, you know, I mentioned it in a panel that's, that talked about how she had surgery. I was like, America, and, I looked, and I looked at it, like, looked back at her and I was like, wait, are you, are you serious? They were good here, right? Yeah. We went from a character was in a wheelchair. She was paralyzed for like almost for, for almost 20 years in the comics and you had a panel saying, I had surgery. And that's supposed to be the story? I mean, really? And the worst part about it was there were solicitations that led us to believe that we were going to learn about her past and how things had changed. And all it ended up being was PTSD issues related to uh, the killing joke, but not actually talking about how she got back into being Batgirl, being out of the wheelchair, giving up the role of Oracle, none of that. It was just like they completely ignored it. And there were so many things that happened. I mean, Red Red Robin slash Tim Drake was ignored for a massive amount of the New 52. It was like he got thrown into Teen Titans, and that's where he was, and everyone just ignored who he was. And anytime he was involved with anything related to Batman, it was just – it was not the Tim Drake – character that we all knew from prior you know pre-flashpoint and 
the new 52 as a whole was, I think, like I was saying, so my favorite moment was actually the special that we did when we were talking about, you know, what, what to do and what, or what, what was coming. And we talked about the announcements and our expectations of what was happening. And I think overall, we were all very, very cautious about what was coming. And I know some of us were not happy at all. I mean, that's actually why Josh ended up permanently leaving the comic cast was because of what happened with, with, uh, new 52 but uh it was there was a it was a it was a very hard time because i've always appreciated the massive history of the characters especially modern continuity and just somehow somehow ignoring so much of the more modern continuity just for the sake of telling some new stories it was just mind-boggling to me um but i think it had to do with a lot that i just wasn't prepared and then like to flash forward to the future, the other the other moment that I was really grateful or really enjoyed was when Ed and I did the live episode that we did where we reacted to the stuff they were announcing for oh, Rebirth. the Rebirth stream. Yeah, the, that was they were cool. Doing, yeah, yeah, they were doing the Rebirth stream and they were announcing what they were doing and they were acknowledging that they messed up at the New Fifty Two. And Ed and I were watching the stream and talking about it as it was happening. And I just kept thinking the I, I it was probably one of the the moments in comic history as far as the comic cast and being involved in the comics community and reading comics that I legitimately was hearing what they were saying and extremely excited for what was coming because I kept thinking finally we're going to get back to the some of the versions of the characters that that uh, I knew from when I started the comic cast and really got into reading a lot of comics and things like that and that that live stream was probably it, it was great because the publishers were acknowledging that they made mistakes. And that was probably the one thing where I was like, I'm glad they know they did something wrong and they're going to come up with ideas of how to fix some of this or change other things or whatever. But the idea is that they're acknowledging that New 52 was a mistake and that was a big deal in my mind. So. And we got a huge info dump all at one time. Like, yes. it, it wasn't like the typical, like, stay tuned in two weeks for more information. Like, it was everything, all the books, all at once. Who were the creators? What were we doing? You know? Yeah, um, and there was stuff. Yeah. And they didn't, it wasn't even as if they had to. I mean, they announced stuff that didn't actually even launch until. For quite a while. Like, that Mystic U book came out, like, a year later. Yeah, Mystic U, uh, that came out a while back. Uh, Super Sons, Batwoman. Like, like six uh, months afterwards or something. Yeah, yeah. Justice League of America. A lot of those books didn't even launch until almost a year after that announcement. Um, It was just because they were planning so far ahead. And some of the planning has worked out well. Some of the planning that they've done is... It is, you know, it, it it's kind of bit them in the butt with some of the double ship books having issues with the artists and things like that. But for the most part, Rebirth has been a breath of fresh air and kind of rejuvenated, you know, a lot of the stories and characters and even, you know, the comic cast in general, because I think we've appreciated and enjoyed some of the stuff that they've been doing compared to the horrific five years of the New, new 52. One thing that's worth noting too, I mean, we're talking about uh, if we if you want to go back to the beginning of the comic cast, some of the first things that we covered were um, the, it was like I remember when I came on, we were at the tail end of Batman R.I.P. Yep, and we did like Battle for the Cal and uh, um, I'm trying Batman Re- Reborn, which was like the Dick Grayson as Batman era, and then like uh, the Bruce Wade Ro- Road Home, which was like a massive episode because there was like so many specials like. 
Bruce Wayne, you know, wrote home Oracle. And then like, um, we went from outsiders being like one of the best books ever to being one of the worst books ever, like overnight. Cause like, remember that run where Alfred was leading the team and he even had like a battle with Deathstroke for like three panels that like, he like held his own on and survived. And then like Dan DiDio took over the book and it was about like Geoforce and Markovia and then it sucked. It sounds yeah. about right. whenever, whenever it starts off, uh, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> politics rather than uh, rather than uh, superhero concerns and villains, it's always when you run into an issue. But yeah. I, I want to give Steph a moment because Steph is fairly new to the comic cast, but she's been going back and listening to a lot of the older episodes. Steph, what's one of your favorite moments that you, as a listener, were uh, heard? The one thing that got me started listening was about a year ago, I think. And you guys had a, a listener comment on uh, who is Batman to you. And so it was actually a very interesting introduction to Ed, Stella, and and Dustin of, of why they're doing this. And like who Batman is to them and and what they look for in their Batman comics. So that was very insightful and very, very cool for me to hear. Um, to kind of get an idea of, of where you guys are standing as you're reviewing these comics. Um, so I really, and I enjoyed that uh, almost everyone loved Bruce is the bat dad and his little bat family. That, that, that that's in cool. That's part of it. That's, that's a good one. I also was traumatized a few episodes uh-huh. ago because Don and Stella got engaged and <laughs> Don and Stella weren't engaged <laughs> and my poor little heart couldn't take all that's the right. emotion swings. They still get uh, grief for that to this day. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so back in 2013, uh, we announced on the Comic Cast that Don and Stella were getting married, and then on April 1st, their wedding ceremony took place, where everyone from the Comic Cast, uh, well, at that time, past and present, had had, uh, made an appearance in the the wedding. They they had some close personal friends who were very, very upset with them for that one. (laughs) Props to them though, because they they pulled that off on so many levels. I mean, it I wasn't just every minute of it. it. It wasn't just on the comic cast and the and the actual special that we we posted. It was actually they were living the lie on Facebook for like two months prior to the wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was a very well thought out and long reaching practical joke. People like for years afterwards were going to Don saying, "Oh yeah, I heard you got married," and then he's like, "No," and then uh. Uh, Donovan and I were still on Spider-Man Crawl Space at that point, and there's like um, a message board like feedback uh, section of the show, and like the episode afterwards was a bunch of people like saying congratulations on your engagement, Don. And then like Don had to say like ten times in that episode, Stella and I didn't get married. Stella and I didn't get married. <laughs> Stella and I didn't get married. As for uh, like a comic, I loved. Oh, was it John? John from England. John Roke. John Roke uh, was was on Bat Books for Beginners, but I think you mean Joe. Joe, yeah, Joe no, was, Joe was, on, was a comic cast host for a, a long time too. Joe trying to summarize Batman Odyssey was always oh, yeah. so funny because he's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm trying the best I can. I don't actually know what was going on." <laughs> yeah, when, in fairness, nobody else in the world knew what was going on either. So. I think Batman Odyssey oh, was one of those reasons that we stopped covering some of the miniseries. Um, not, not, that, not that every miniseries ends up being as bad as Batman Odyssey by any means, but there are there's there, sometimes some miniseries are best when the best to cover when they are complete, um, rather than 
issue by issue. But yeah, Batman Odyssey, I don't regret that book or, you know, I don't regret, uh, I, I, reg- I regret covering that book. I, I don't regret forgetting about the book until Ed brings it up every time he brings it up. <laughs> Well, it's a it's a modern masterpiece, right? Am I doing it wrong? Am I yeah, doing this wrong? That, that's wrong. The funny thing, the funny thing is, what I'm hearing from you is this book was so bad that it changed the way that we cover miniseries on the podcast. Yes, that's like, exactly yeah. right. That's, that's what I'm hearing too. And the sad part is, the New Fifty Two, as with all of the supporting characters like Nightwing, Batgirl, Birds of Prey, Red Hood, and the Outlaws, and Catwoman. Oh man. I got a funny comment about Catwoman. So Ed and I, uh, Ed came on board and uh, started with me. And actually at the time, Rob, uh, who does Robin, Everyone Loves a Drake, he was on the first 2.5 episodes too. And then he he hit the or he he, uh, he he left and didn't look back at all. One could argue he's smarter than us. Yes, yeah. that's true. But uh, so for the, so we started doing all of these, uh, you know, these books that we weren't covering on the, on uh, as part of the normal releases and there was a point where we had done this we were doing this once a month at that time the podcast the 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 comic cast was releasing twice a month the 0.5 cast was releasing once a month to cover everything else that wasn't covered the on the other two episodes for the month so over the course of just five months we got to a point where catwoman was so bad so bad that i actually had to forego my normal intro and we actually, because I, because uh, as I've been going back and going over the the old episodes, I've I've been listening to like the first couple minutes of every episode to make sure that I know who's on every episode, so I can get a running tally of how many episodes everybody's been on, and then also see if there's any announcements, uh, important things that happen in each episode, and things like that. Uh, which you're hearing me say this, but you just heard me talk all about this in the retrospective that happened before this that in that segment. But the when we got when I got to one twenty three point five, the first five seconds of the episode is Ed saying, "So we're starting with Catwoman, huh?" And I said, "Yep." And he goes, "So we're just going to get it out of the way, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know that I could go the whole episode with that looming that that's coming. So let's just get it oh, out of the way." Yeah. And that, and that clip should be played here. Hello? Hello. All right, there we go. So we're doing Catwoman first this time, huh? Yeah, because I want to get it out of the way. It's probably not a bad call. Put it at the end. I'll dread the end of this podcast. Those books were insanely bad, man. Like, there wasn't any of them that we were reviewing at the time that were any good. And, Just- and let me tell you something here, Steph. In my, you know, you whippersnapper don't know how easy you have it only covering Batman and Detective on the comic cast. In my day, we had comic cast where we cover like 12 books in one episode. Like, it's true. Like, does somebody be like, okay, we're doing a Flashpoint, you know, like some series where like Batman's mom is the Joker. And then like this random miniseries. And then like, well, like <laughs> I, I pretty much left because of the new 52, but like. The secondary reason was just I was, like, burned out by doing, like, 30 books, like, per episode sometimes. But, like, it, it was mainly the new 52, though. Yeah. Just to put in perspective, when we first started the, the comic cast back in 2008, the very first episode we had, which was actually fairly short, we only had actually two issues. And we co- or, Well, we had three issues, and we covered a graphic novel. Um, but what was interesting about that was that was, like, a 
a real big one-off because as soon as you get into like episode, let's say, so in episode 30, which was in, uh, you know, just the, just about a year, a little after a, a year later, we were covering eight issues per episode. And that's and that was on the lower end. Uh, I think yeah, I averaged out like episodes where, yeah, there was there was episodes where we had anywhere from eight to twelve issues per episode because there was so much stuff. There was also a problem because in the very beginning we were only doing once a month instead of twice a month, and that was actually part of the reason we started doing it twice a month was because there was just too much to cover in one episode. Hundred thousand books. Now, if we covered everything, like if we covered everything on the comic cast that we cover on the website on a weekly basis, we would have to be doing it weekly just to keep up and not have ridiculously long episodes. But I also, in the defense of the old episodes, there were episodes where, so for example, I'm looking at episode 30, we covered Batman Robin number five, but the amount of time we covered it was a total of four minutes. So there wasn't a, I mean, some, some episodes, some issues we, we spent more time on. I'm looking at the average here looks to be between somewhere like about seven minutes per issue. So, I mean, like, even though we covered eight issues in that episode, we actually still, the episode was only about an hour and 42 minutes, which is about as long as we have now with our normal episodes. So it was just by reducing the, the amount of uh, issues per episode, we actually increased the ability to, have longer discussions and talk about the issues a little bit more in depth. And that's what it is now. Because now I think on average, we talk about each issue somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20 minutes in some cases. So, um, and sometimes longer depending on if there's something controversial or something like that. So it's definitely, it's definitely changed over the years. I mean, going from just a, a a bunch of issues for only a short amount of time to just a, a couple of issues for a much longer period of time. I think overall fans have enjoyed our longer discussions per episode, but I'm sure that fans would love if we covered every ep- or every issue that releases every week. But fortunately, that's what this day off casts are for. Yeah, we just don't have the willpower to do that. So yeah. You want to hear about the birds of prey and Batgirl? Listen, the Batgirl of the Oracle. Exactly. <laughs> I got what job. Yeah. You want to hear about whatever Tim Drake's doing? We got Everyone Loves the Drake. There's a TVU podcast for everything that you're into. In those old days, too, like every single like event had like a million times. So like Battle for the Cow. Oh, cool. That's a miniseries. That's an event. But then like Battle for the Cow, which was a spinoff of the Grant Morrison run, had its own spinoffs. Because like spinoffs had spinoffs. Yeah, it, had yeah, it was like one shots and two or three other miniseries attached to it, too. Yeah, like Battle for the Cow, the network. Battle for the Cow, like, you know, like, you know, uh, Commissioner Gordon, Alfred's crazy. Uh, Gotham Gazette. The Gotham Gazette. I liked the Gotham Gazettes. Those were good. I remember I gave, like, those, like, very, very, very high marks on the comic cast. Those were, like, some of my favorite issues to review. But, like, I hated the network and, like, uh, the other stupid spinoffs. Thank God we're in a new era. The the, the real sorrow of, of the comic cast is that the best episode we've ever recorded, no one got to hear. Oh, yeah, we recorded an episode about a year ago. It was easily the best episode of comic cast ever recorded, and Dustin forgot to pass the recording button. Oh, that's a podcaster's rite of passage. Yeah, well, that's happened, that's happened a couple different times, and the problem is that over the years... So, so years and years ago, when we first started recording podcasts, we all did we did them on Skype, and then over the years, however, however it has worked out, Skype has just 
not being very reliable for Brutal. for us. Yeah. We've always had random issues here and there. And I know that there's people who still use Skype, but it's just we've had issues. So we stopped using it and then we start using something else. And we're using that for a while. And then that becomes unreliable or something changes and it becomes harder to use or whatever. And it just we've had to change and adapt over the years because of technology changing or software becoming outdated or whatever. And yeah, there's been plenty of times where I have forgotten to record and it's, it, has, it wasn't just that one time, but yes, there was an episode that Ed is referring to and I can't remember what it was, but we spent a good two hours recording and, or I thought recording and we were, we, it was an in-depth conversation about all kinds of news and all kinds of comics. And we were, we did awesome reviews and it was a really great episode. Fantastic. I don't know, I don't know if it was by far our best episode. Oh, wait, no one can hear it. So absolutely it was our best. It was going to yeah. win an Emmy for best podcast recording. Yeah. yeah, it was absolutely the best. There's no, it's not even close. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very good episode and we had some really great uh, conversations. And then all of a sudden we got done recording we the hang up the, the call, wrong we're all done, and I sent an email saying I went to go look at the file, and I looked, and I was like, "There's nothing here." Oh crap! And I sent them a message, and I was like, "So, I hate to say this, but we didn't get any of what we recorded, so we got to figure out a time to do this." And we ended up doing it, and the episode, which was originally like two hours and fifteen minutes or something, we re-recorded it and we breezed through it, and it was less than like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Hour five minutes because we're just re- rehashing everything that we already talked about and just breezing through it. So, yeah, yeah. If you uh, are new to podcasting, and you're listening to this, thinking, "Oh, this is a tenth anniversary." Let's hear some insight. Always remember to hit the record button. Always and have backups because sometimes even hitting the record button doesn't work. Like Donovan, I know, like he has two recorders running at once. Like I kid you not, because like. Everybody has learned their lesson. Everyone has like, uh, yeah. it's it's horrible sometimes. Um, one favorite moment before we move on that we missed was, um, you know, just going back to what you guys said about the Gail Simone run of Batgirl. It was the issue that um, where she and James Jr. are like fighting on a pier, and uh, and like Barbara Senior is like kidnapped, and like James Jr. is presumed dead, like. That issue was so universally reviled. Like Donovan was like, "Screaming, I hate this comic." And Dustin, like, uh, I don't have the exact quote, but this would be another good clip to put in there if you have it. Like Dustin says, some comic reviewers are afraid to, like, you know, put their name on a bad review because they don't want to get on DC's bad side. Dustin said, "Well, I'm not afraid. My name is Dustin Fritchell, and this is a bad comic." <laughs> and I feel as if there's some sites out there and some reviewers and critics who will not review issues when it's not nearly as good as they need it to be. And I think that's to protect themselves from, you know, you know, trying to say that a creator did a bad job. Well, I'll be right here. I'm from the Batman universe. My name is Dustin Fritchell. And this is a horrible issue. And if you think this is a good issue, you know, good for you. But to me, this was crap. And I... I just, I cannot comprehend how there's people out there who think that this is good. Over the years, there has been a plenty of bad comics. And my, my thing was always this, you know, I, I'm not, I never started the comic podcast in the with the intent of being a marketing machine for DC. I mean, in all honesty, that's, that's, that is what we are. 
Um, but it's not meant to be that. Um, it, it just happens to be that because we're promoting the material that they're releasing. But in the beginning, it was extremely difficult to get anything scheduled with, with in regards to anything, like just trying to get an interview with anybody. Uh, well, I, I take that back. Actually, in the very, very beginning, before social media was as big as it was, and before everybody was so linked with everything, and, and the PR people at DC at the time weren't, it wasn't anything like it is now where every convention, they have a massive list of people that you can interview and they have tons of PR representatives. It wasn't like that at all. In the very beginning, when we started the podcast, if I wanted to interview somebody, I just simply try to find their email address online, which at that time was pretty easy because almost every artist or writer had had their website somewhere, either, even if it was just like, here's, here's my personal blog. And you could send them a comment or a, an email or whatever asking if you could do an interview. And at the, in the beginning, it was extremely easy. If you go back on the TVU specials, you look at the interviews that ha- we've done over the years. There was tons of interviews that we did just in that first couple of years that TBU was around. And that's because it was extremely easy. Then there was a point. This was before New 52. There was a point where we wanted to interview Mike Martz, who at the time was the back group editor, which is the equivalent to who, who Jimmy S. Rich is right now and who Mark Doyle was b- before that. But Mike Martz was it, and we wanted to interview him, and we had to set this up with DC because he's actually a DC full-fledged, full-time employee. And we contacted DC and tried to set this up, and we did it. It was, it was, a, it was an okay interview. I wouldn't say it was an amazing interview, because he he obviously couldn't give a whole lot of secrets away, and an editor is probably the last person who's going to give any secrets away. But you can probably almost guarantee that if you're t- talking to a writer or an artist and they know something they're not supposed to know, they're not always sure whether or not they can talk about stuff, but sometimes they let things slip, even to this day, about things that they're not supposed to to reference or talk about because it hasn't been announced. But that back- accidentally revealed that Stephanie was Batgirl, like six months before that happened. Yeah. And it's, it's happened a bunch of different times, but at the, but at that time talking to an editor probably wasn't the good, the best idea. Well, there was a situation that came up and, and I don't like sitting here. I, I, okay. I don't like tooting my own horn normally, but I'm going to do it this time just because, but after we got done doing that interview with Mike Martz, I pitched this idea to Mike Martz where we would have him answer a couple of questions because you used to have the editors, uh, you know, the, the letters pages at the end of comics and they didn't have that anymore. And most of the time it was the editors who were responding to the questions. And I thought, wouldn't this be a great idea? We have listeners give questions, we filter them and then we send them to DC. They filter out whatever they want to filter out. And then Mike Martz can answer the questions. And then it, leads to an ongoing article and also an ongoing relationship with DC comics. And at the time we weren't really involved with DC comics. We didn't get any sort of like review copies of anything. We didn't like, we weren't getting press releases from them. We had to search for all the news that we were reporting on our own. And I pitched this idea to them and they were like, Oh, you know, that's uh, Mike Marks was like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea, but you're going to have to pitch that over to, you know, the the publicity people. And, I, I pitched it to them and they were like, oh, okay, we'll let you know. And then like five days later, they got back to me and I was like, you know what? We decided uh, that we're not going to do that at this time. And I'm not kidding you. 
five days after they sent that response saying it wasn't going to happen, Comic Book Resources launched a new article series where they were doing a monthly article with Mike Martz talking about taking questions. You know, they didn't they weren't from viewers, but they were taking questions related to the books that had already released. It was the exact same thing that I pitched to them. And the fact that it ended up on a much bigger website, it really ticked me off. And for years, I was really upset about that. And it probably did not do a lot of good for the site for me to be really upset about it. But I was upset because I came up with this awesome idea. I pitched it and it ended up being shot down, but only given away to a bigger news outlet. And yeah, so I was really upset about that. And then the new 52 came and that just, you know, compounded everything that was going on with, with uh, you know, them ignoring the, the people who had been reading and supporting the books for years by changing everything and saying, we need to get new readers and instead of trying to figure out how to bring new readers in, just ignore the old readers and just concentrate on these new readers that you don't even have yet. And it was really frustrating. So, I mean, like for years, the comic cast was something that, I mean, like listening through a lot of episodes, I can tell you that there was a lot of episodes in the beginning or in, in that middle time frame that I mentioned earlier where I can hear my voice and know that I was just not excited to do the comic cast. And it was because I wasn't enjoying doing the, the comics and I'm glad that I didn't stop doing it. And I'm glad that over the years I've only taken a couple of breaks and not covered certain things. Like I wasn't involved with convergence, which thank God Thanks I wasn't involved that. in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't involved in convergence. Ed, Ed headed that up, but uh, there were certain, certain aspects that like just over the years, have happened that that really have not been super great, but I'm glad that at this point I'm in a much better position as far as enjoyment of the books. Um, sure, I've got issues and sure I've got complaints. That's never going to stop as a as a critic on comics or a person who talks about comics and reviews them. I'm never going to stop having issues about that kind of stuff. That's, that's what I'm supposed to do. If everything was perfect, I don't know that I'd have a whole lot to talk about. I mean, people always get on us about how we don't talk about the art, but the only time we ever really talk about the art is when we have a issue with the art. And most of the time the art's good. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about when things are good. And if, and, but the other problem is that if there's too much bad to talk about, then everyone just hates the fact that you're being so negative on stuff. So, but my point is, over over the years, there's been a lot of different stuff. And going back to Josh's comment about how you know we're you know I I said that I I didn't want I I'm not here to you know try to make sure that DC gets good ratings for every or good reviews for everything. It just comes down to even now we have a much better relationship with DC where we are involved with them um, with with review copies of certain stuff and and we we do get press releases and we've scheduled interviews and through them in the last couple of years and we've worked with them at the conventions and things like that so we have a much better relationship with them but over the years we have had a up and down relationship with what they've been producing and that in turn could have had something to do with the way we were we were respected by DC, but ultimately we're here to tell you whether or not something is good or bad. And it doesn't make a difference whether or not DC gives us a review copy of it, because honestly, if they're going to give us a review copy and they're going to only expect us to give a, a good review, then they're not, they're not really looking for honesty. So we are here to be honest for you. And if that means we have to tell you that something sucked, then it sucked. But, 
that that comment that Josh said, I mean, it still stands true today. It just so happens that uh, the stuff is better. So, yeah, <laughs> thankfully. And, and you know, just the Batman universe, you know, 10 years later, um, and I know this is, you know, mainly the comic cast's anniversary, but, you know, I'm about to say as a whole, the prestige, you know, I know you said you don't want to toot your own horn, but I mean, I'm going to toot, you know, because 10 years, you know, we deserve it. It's our, it's our friggin' birthday. Um, our prestige and respect among, like, you know, DC and Warner Brothers has grown. You know, like, we are doing things, like, now that I wish, you know, like, I couldn't have dreamed of us doing as a fan site, you know, 10 years ago. I mean, um, it's, it, it, it's been great, you know, and, and creators and talent, you know, like they know our name, they recognize us, you know, like at the, I mean, uh, cause when, when Stella Donovan and I do like the convention correspondence stuff, like some of the creators are like, Oh, Batman universe. Yeah. 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 Come, oh yeah. We love you guys. Like we get responses like that, you know, uh, more often than not. And, uh, I sent Dustin, I mean, and this, this this next part has very little to do with the Comic-Cast side of things, but when I was doing the Tribeca um, TV festival, like red carpet thing uh, last fall, they have like different spots that the press stands on to do the red carpet that's, that says their outlet name. And there was one that said like the Batman universe. And I like took a picture of it, I think, and I sent it to Dustin like, hey, look, the Batman universe 10 years later has made it to the red carpet. Yep. I mean, and the thing is, a lot of it has to do with the, I mean, the commitment level that not just me, I mean, a lot of it, yes, I was around in the very beginning, but there has been so many people who have been a part of not just this podcast, but other podcasts that we have, and the other podcasts have helped us be successful too. I mean, if it was just this podcast, or if it was just the Batman Universe podcast, which has been on hiatus forever, I mean, if it was just those podcasts, those podcasts might not have been able to get us to where we are now. I mean, a lot of the other podcasts they they have a, they they focus on a very different audience or a specific audience that isn't necessarily specifically looking for what we are producing. So, back with the Oracle, Robin, everyone loves the Drake, taking flight, um, Bat fans, Bruce Wayne's world, uh, even the Gotham Chronicle. As much as I have had a love hate mostly hate relationship with that show. I mean, it, all of those, all of these podcasts that we've done over the years, they've all brought in different groups of people to the Batman universe. And if it wasn't for everyone working collectively over the past 10 years, we definitely wouldn't be where we are now. And I mean, the biggest thing is I'm thankful for everybody who has ever been a guest host on the podcast, a co-host who's edited the podcast for us, you know, all of that stuff. There's, there's, there's just been so many people that have been involved over the last 10 years for, if we just talk about this podcast, I mean, we've had well over 20 people, either guest host or co-host on the podcast over the years, even if they come in for just one episode as, you know, a fill in for somebody who had to go on vacation or something, all of those people have had some sort of impact on what we've done over the last 10 years. And it's, and, and I can only be super grateful and super appreciative because even now when I put out a call for, you know, new comic book reviewers or new co-hosts or new people who are interested in doing different things like writing comic book reviews on the website and things like that. Still to this day, I still get people who are interested and there are people who have been around for a long time and there's people who are around just for a little while, but everybody has some sort of impact on TBU and 
all I can say is thank you to everyone who has has been involved with TBU as a entity, as a podcast, as a site, as anything that we've produced over the past 10 years. Thank you to everyone. Before we move on, I want to take a moment real quick to play a special message from Stella. Salwete Omnes, it's Stella from Backroll the Oracle. Congrats on reaching 250 episodes. Wow. I wish I could be there to celebrate with you, but I'm actually in Kenya right now on a mission trip. Wow. Uh, that actually, <laughs> it sounds a lot like the MTV Movie Awards when someone says that they couldn't accept it in person because they are currently filming somewhere. I'm not filming anything. I am actually in Nairi, Kenya right now. So, I want to come on here at least and give my congrats, and I did some research, and I found out that the first episode of the Batman Universe comic podcast dropped on Wednesday, June 25th, 2008. So since Dustin likes the history so much, I thought I would look back at what important things actually happened on June 25th throughout history, not just in 2008. <laughs> So what sorts of important things happened on this day? Well, in 1630, the fork was introduced to American dining by Governor Winthrop. In 1678, Venetian Elena Cornaro Piscopia is awarded a doctorate of philosophy, and she happens to be the first woman to receive a university doctoral degree, or Ph.D., a typewriter patent was granted on this day to the man who would go on to produce the QWERTY keyboard, and that was in 1868. In 1876, we had the Battle of the Little Bighorn, where U.S. 7th Cavalry under Brevet Major General George Armstrong Custer was wiped out by Sioux and Cheyenne warriors led by Chief's Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull in what has become famously known as Custer's Last Stand. In 1929, U.S. President Herbert Hoover authorizes the building of Boulder Dam, a.k.a. Hoover Dam. In 1947, the first version of Anne Frank's diary was published in the Netherlands. In 1950, North Korea invades South Korea, beginning the Korean War. And in 1978, the rainbow flag representing gay pride is flown for the first time in the San Francisco Gay Freedom Day Parade. Who was born on this day? The famous author of 1984 and Animal Farm, George Orwell. The center and power forward of the New York Knicks, Willis Reed, Ricky Gervais, and George Michael. Who died on this day? George Armstrong Custer, Thomas Eakins, who was an American painter, Johnny Mercer, who was a songwriter and co-founder of Capitol Records, Jacques Cousteau, an oceanographer, explorer, and scientist, the actress Farrah Fawcett, and of course, Michael Jackson, who would die a year later in 2009 from when this comic podcast aired. But closer to home, you might be wondering, what was going on in the comic world? And luckily for us, we can look up what issues were actually on stands on this final Wednesday in June 2008. So these are some issues that came out on Wednesday, June 25th in 2008. Archie number 586, Avengers The Initiative number 14, Batman, which has the R.I.P. banner at the top, Batman number 678, Batman Gotham After Midnight number 2, the trade paperback Batman Jekyll and Hyde, Black Panther number 37, Blue Beetle number 28, Daredevil number 108, Final Crisis number 2 came out on this very day, Hulk number 4, and Huntress Year 1 number 4, one of my personal favorites, Immortal Iron Fist number 16, JSA Classified number 39, the Justice Society of America number 17, 
Legion of Superheroes, number 43. Ms. Marvel, number 28. New Avengers, number 42. Superman, number 677. Teen Titans, number 60. As well as Teen Titans, year one, number 6. Trinity, number 4, that weekly series that happened after Countdown. Ultimate Spider-Man, number 123. And Uncanny X-Men, number 499. Tried to give you a sense of some Marvel as well as DC. Dustin knows how I uh, love to do that. So it looks like you're in good company, TBU. There are wonderful books coming out in 2008 on that very day. And also on June 25th, a lot of important things happen, not only for our nation, but also for the world. So hey, let's raise a non-alcoholic glass to the Comicast 250th episode. And here's to another 250. Exonimo. Stella. Next up, we have a very special treat for you. Some of you have who have been longtime listeners of... The Comicast know that in 2017, I introduced a segment called Monkey Watch. Now, unfortunately, it only lasted about two episodes, mostly because I forgot about it and it only lasted in two episodes. But the reality of it was when it did occur, um, I guess people really enjoyed us talking about monkeys or they just really probably more likely was they probably probably really enjoyed me talking about something that was nonsensical when it comes to stuff that has nothing to do with comics so in honor of the episode number 250 in our 10 year anniversary i figured it might be best to bring back monkey watch so here's monkey watch 2018 Well, yes, I used the old intro, um, and that says 2017, which I'm sure someone will point out. I unfortunately was not able to put together a brand new one saying 2018. So, in honor of Monkey Watch 2018 and the 250th episode and the 10th anniversary of the website, we are going to actually, instead of talking about monkeys that have currently appeared in pop culture, we're going to talk about our favorite monkeys within pop culture. So first up, I'm going to throw it to Ed. Who is your favorite, or which monkey is your favorite in pop culture? Well, I'm going to stick with the DC Comics theme of this. Um, and i got to say, mine's probably Grodd. Um, he's been around in Flash Comics forever. Uh, a larger part of the DC Universe forever. Um, and although you wouldn't think so, was actually used really, really well in the Flash TV show. Um so sticking with the DC theme of the podcast, I'm going to go with Grodd. Yeah, I uh, Grodd is definitely up there for me. Um, you know, the interesting thing about Grodd, especially uh, in the TV shows, when Grodd appeared in The Flash, I was worried because there had been issues with the quality of some of the special effects on the show. Not that not was, great all the time. Yeah, yeah it's, sure. not, it's not great all the time. It definitely has its moments. But when they introduced Grodd, I was really concerned because I was afraid. Not that they were going to have a guy walk around in a monkey suit, because I don't think any show nowadays would do that unless they were just doing it as a straight joke. But at the same time, I was concerned about how well it was going to look. And they did a decent job. And the, and the really interesting thing is, Grog continues to appear. It's not like he it was just a one-off appearance, as there has been so many characters actually on the Flash TV show who have just had one, one or two appearances. One and done. And yeah. Grog is 
been on the show multiple times, and then just this past season was on Legends of Tomorrow significantly a bunch of different times too. So, yeah, I mean, I think I always liked Grodd in the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited series. I always liked that portrayal. Um, I didn't really even know who Grodd was, I don't think, until the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited series, just because at that point I hadn't read a lot of other comics, and it was interesting to see this this gorilla who is basically can control other gorillas and has this telepathic connection to people's brains and it's kind of interesting so and, and he's he's been he's popped up all over the place he's in just the oh, action yeah. now he's all over the place but it's, it's just kind of interesting he's in the video game yeah and yeah i forgot about that one um but yeah grad is is definitely up there probably in my top 10 what do you do you play injustice as grad i have not um okay I figured that'd be like right up your alley, though, right? Yeah. The thing is, Grodd was introduced in Injustice Two, and I don't have Injustice Two. Like he, he was, I don't. I have Injustice One only because I got it free on the PlayStation now, and I hate to say that, but I, I don't buy every single video game that comes out um, unless it is specifically Batman. But we haven't had any of those for a while now. But uh, yeah, Injustice I actually got free from PlayStation. Now or plus or whatever it was when I first signed up for PlayStation Plus, they uh, it was like the game that they had at that time, and they did not have Grodd as as a no, character you could have. I think it's just two. So, um, yeah, I mean, eventually when it does make its way, either you know to one of those ways of me getting it where I'm not paying sixty dollars for a game that I hardly have time to play, then uh, yeah, I definitely will be playing as Grodd. Does Grodd? Fair enough. All right, Stephanie, what is your favorite? Monkey. I, I tend to have more of the Superboy from Young Justice attitude towards monkeys. Okay. Which is, I don't really like them, whoa, but if I whoa. had to pick one, Sounds if great. I had to pick one um, from, so, or from social media, from popular culture, it would probably be Winston from Overwatch. Okay. Um, it's a video game. I don't. I, I do know play who that is. Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even play it, but my husband plays him, and he's smart, and he has glasses, and he has a good backstory. Uh, Blizzard's put out a few uh, YouTube videos of um, each character's backstory, and he's pretty interesting, and he's really cute when he was a little little tyke. And I don't know. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> if I had to pick a monkey, my favorite real life monkey is the marmoset. Is the pygmy marmoset at the Dallas World Aquarium because he is itty bitty and you can get right up close to him and, and watch him climb his little tree. Yeah, it's really cute. I, I'm kind of <laughs> taken aback by the fact that you don't like monkeys, but um, I, I like her a lot. It's going well. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: I, I actually, I, I do actually like all monkeys. I actually just like chimps and gorillas and orangutans okay. are okay. But all the rest, I, I really don't like those little small monkeys. I, I See, just, I like the small monkeys. Yeah. I don't like the big monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I like lemurs and pygmy marmosets. Yeah, my local zoo, there is a there's a whole house, and it's it, it's basically the primate house. And you go through and like, there's a specific area for animals from Africa. There's a specific animals for South America. Specific area for animals from Asia. There's three different sections and. The gorillas, they have a bunch of gorillas, and they're always, they're not always, I mean, it's a setup thing, and it's been there for like 50 years. 
but the gorillas are at the very end of the the, the they're at the very end of the entire house you got to go through the entire house to get to the gorillas and my wife knows how much i can't stand like trying to look at the little monkeys that are hanging from the trees <laughs> and stuff and i'm just yeah. like let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going and like the the moment of relief is there's a the spot there where there's a there's a family of orangutans but you can almost never see them because they're always like hidden in the trees where you know where they ha- make their little nests and stuff, so you can't actually ever see them, and they're not very active. And quite honestly, gorillas aren't that active either. I mean, most of the gorillas aren't active, but they have currently they have like two small like toddlers, and they are always active and always. It doesn't matter what time of the day you go there; they're always like jumping around and hanging around, and their parents or the the moms are always yelling at them. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> It reminds me of my my household life. <laughs> okay, so uh, as far as my favorite monkey, I know a lot of people out there know that I really I really like um, Detective Chimp, but that's specifically DC Comics. So if I had to pick a DC comic character, it would be Detective Chimp, mostly because he looks awesome in his basically his Sherlock Holmes getup that he wears. It, that it's just I mean like. I know it sounds ridiculous, but the idea of a monkey wearing clothes is is awesome. And uh, Gorilla Grodd is great and everything, but he's not wearing clothes. He, he you know, the most he ever wears is armor or a helmet or something like that. So Detective Chimp, if it was DC Comics related, now pop culture, it's almost a toss up between two specific characters: Caesar from the Planet of the Apes, the the new trilogy of movies, not the classic ones classic ones they're not really they don't really look like monkeys they look like humans that became monkeys because at the time obviously it was all about the makeup and making a person look like a a monkey the mocap stuff that they have now is insane and the planet of the apes movies i mean like i honestly feel like those uh the first movie rise of the planet of the apes was like the point in time where i started to really enjoy monkeys um the other monkey that i like um, most of the time, per, uh, depending on which movie you're, you're looking at, is King Kong. Kong Skull Island last year was awesome and is exactly the way I would expect Kong to be portrayed. Um, but that doesn't tend to happen sometimes. It, you know, the portrayal of certain characters, whether it be Godzilla or something like that, it's not always the best. So that movie was great, in my opinion. And uh, so, yeah, it would be a toss up between. King Kong and Caesar from Planet of the Apes. So, have you considered owning a monkey? Have I considered owning a monkey? No, I've never actually considered owning a monkey because I just I, I <laughs> one. Well, I have actually watched a couple documentaries. Do they have. I like know. Monkey. I know. Well, the so going back to pre Planet of the Apes, I remember in Friends, Joey had a monkey, and it. Or somebody, I don't remember if it was Joey, but somebody in that show, they had a monkey, and it was always walking around, and it was wearing diapers, and I kept thinking to myself, that thing looks ridiculous wearing diapers. Then I watched this documentary called Project Nim from 2011. if If you like monkeys, I wouldn't suggest watching it, because it is a sad, sad movie, but there was a movie, it was about um, a monkey, uh, a chimpanzee who was actually raised as a like a baby for at a like with a family like a family of humans 
um, the baby was taken away from its mother initially, and then it was raised by these humans as, like, a science experiment to see if they could get the chimp to actually, like, adhere to human, like, mannerisms and things like that. And eventually, when the study ended, the scientist in charge was just like, okay, well, you're done. You can just go back, and they have a specific facility that they send all the monkeys that they've done tests on and stuff. And it was it was really not a good thing to watch if you enjoy and appreciate monkeys. But that was interesting because they 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 when the chimp was really small, they did dress it up in clothes. Um, the idea of that is kind of cool. I think I would prefer if I had like a robotic monkey rather than an actual monkey. Because the other problem is that they eventually do get right. vicious, like and they don't have any control over it. It's it's just their nature. But eventually they get. You know they get wild because they are wild animals. So because they're monkeys. Yeah. So yeah. So right. that's uh, that is monkey watch for this episode. Um, as a ode to the the continuance of monkey watch, I am pleased to announce that we will be continuing monkey watch going forward on the comic cast. Now you may be asking yourselves. You're seriously going to talk about monkeys every episode? No, actually, we're not going to talk about monkeys. Because I randomly brought up monkeys, and at the time, Stella gave me such an amount of grief for doing something that was so off-book and out of character when it comes to my personality, um, we decided uh, that we are going to have a discussion once an episode um, after Greater Gotham and before Listener Q&As where we talk about some random topic for 10, 15 minutes, depending on whatever the topic is. We talk about something. It could be something that's news-related to, you know, Batman that we that uh, we don't normally talk about because it's not comic-related. It might be comic book-related. It might be not comic book DC Batman-related at all. It could just be something that we want to talk about. Um, so, I mean, it's literally just the three of us talking about some sort of topic every episode so that way you can get a little bit better understanding of different things and different ways we think of things instead of just having it strictly related to the comics um so hopefully everyone who is listening is interested in something like that obviously if we get feedback that we suck we will probably get rid of it but for the time being it's going to happen and uh we've got some awesome ideas of stuff that we want to talk about so look forward to that and immediately on the next episode on episode number 251 so look forward to that next let's uh, dive into our final group of congrats messages this is gordon the homeless cop <laughs> this is Penguin, the homeless penguin. This is Ed, the homeless Riddler. <laughs> We're here to represent the Gotham Chronicle podcast, the most homeless podcast on the BatmanUniverse.net. Congratulations on reaching 250 episodes. That's a lot. If I had that amount of dollars, maybe I'd be able to buy a hotel for the night. But alas, homeless, homeless cop. Hello, Dustin and everyone over at the Batman Universe comic cast. This is Tim and Dane from the Batfans podcast, and we wanted to take a quick second to give you guys a huge congratulations on reaching 250th episodes. I mean, that's a whole lot of episodes, and I think it's a whole lot of comics to review as well. So no easy feat, but it's a job well done, and we just wanted to you know, send over our congratulations to you guys on, a, you know, on such a big accomplishment. Yeah, I wonder how many actual comics they've reviewed in 250 episodes 
<laughs> that is a good question. And that, that would be interesting to find out because I'm sure there is tons of amazing comics and stories they got to review, but also a lot of <laughs> not so good <laughs> issues as well. But it all made for, I'm sure, 250 very entertaining episodes. So congratulations, guys, from us at the Batfans podcast. And here's to 250 more. Hi, Dustin, and everyone from TBU. This is Chris. And this is Jerry from Bat Books for Beginners. We just wanted to congratulate you on your 250th episode. What an amazing accomplishment for a great podcast. Here is to 250 more. So finally, our last segment, we, we have uh, the panel of myself, Ed, Steph, and Josh. We are going to be talking about comic things that we wish we covered. Now, this could be basically anything. So over the years, we've covered a number of different events and comic stories and series and all kinds of stuff. Um, years ago, when we started the comic pe- comic podcast, we were actually starting out right on the tail end of Batman R.I.P., going in Battle for the Cowl. We did Flashpoint, New 52, Court of Owls, uh, all the crossovers that happened with that, Death of the Family, um, all kinds of stuff, Rebirth. Convergence, unfortunately, um, we, we've covered a lot of stuff over the years, but there has been plenty of stuff. Eventually, they got to a point where we had to start trimming books out because there was just too many books. Josh was around back when we covered all of the books, but afterwards, we after we split and we started going twice, we had two episodes per month. Um, we ended up starting to cut out some of the stuff. And eventually, then we brought back it brought back a bunch of it for the point five cast, but that only lasted for so long because those books were just really, really bad. I was but, developing a drinking habit. Yes, but uh, over the years, basically, what has happened is that uh, because of the horrific nature of some of the new fifty two stuff, it kind of because we cut some of that stuff, it's kind of streamlined what we do cover. And as you know now, we just cover Batman and Detective Comics occasionally something else but most of the time it's just batman detective comics and occasionally we do a we do a special where we cover a story arc or a mini series or something like that and i'm hoping to do more of those in the near future it's just a matter of getting the time to set those reviews up and things like that but the point of this segment is i want us all to basically say something that we wish the comic cast would have covered now this could have been some of you who have been around for a long time, um, something that you wish that you were able to cover being part of the comic cast, or it could be something that you wish the comic cast as a whole would have covered at some point, whether or not it was you or not, or it could have been something that's something where it was like, for example, just as an example, um, it could be something like Batman white Knight, where it is clearly Batman related. It's, clearly doing very well in sales and critically acclaimed. You just wish that we would have covered something like that on a week, uh, you know, on a monthly basis rather than collecting as a whole or something like that. It could also be something from the past. I mean, if you really want to pull some sort of, you know, you want to, you want, you really wish we covered the issue of Batman where it was, uh, which introduced zebra Batman. I mean, more power to you. So, Basically, we're just going to go one by one and talk about something that we really wish the comic cast would have covered at some point within the 80 years of Batman's existence. So, Steph, which book would you have preferred the comic cast to cover? My choice, for since I'm newer around the Batman universe, and usually what I hear about is stuff you guys talk about on the comic cast, so I wasn't around for any of that, um, is Super Sons. I love... Damien Damien's one of my favorite DC characters and Jonathan 
He's just a little ray of sunshine. This boy needs to stop being his dad and being so grumpy all the time. And so it just kind of reminds me of like if Dustin Wynn made a little Gotham series of Batman and Superman, it would be these two little kids. So it just makes me so happy and it's cute, but it's still, you know, they still have cool adventures and Damien is still Damien and Jonathan is still Jonathan, but I just really enjoy it and kind of wish there was something covering that either on the podcast or, or, or something. I know you guys do the reviews and stuff, but that would be cool. Yeah. Super Sons, I think was one of the, the lightest toned books that we've had in the new 52 that we as TBU cover on the pot uh, on the website. And uh, I've enjoyed super sons. I mean, there's, there's been a couple story arcs where I, I think they lost their footing, but uh, super sons as a whole, I think has, has kind of been an interesting pairing. I mean, initially when it was announced that it was going to be Superboy and Damien, I was like, clearly they're just going for a world's finest book. And they're just featuring these characters because Damien, doesn't have anywhere to go at this point, or he's only in Teen Titans. But it's actually been an enjoyable series, and I've enjoyed it. So, I like it that it's given Damien um, a platform or a book to to develop, and yeah. he isn't just been left, you know, to sit and be the son of Batman until they need him. Like he's actually becoming a different person, and that's yeah. Cool. And, and in and in a lot of ways, he's actually developing a more significant rate than over in Teen Titans because Teen Titans has to focus on so many characters that there's not a whole lot of focus on. And we we the exact same thing happened with Tim Drake during the New Fifty Two. I mean, Tim Drake. There was very little movement on his character whatsoever because when it comes to the team books, you just you don't have the opportunity to focus on a character too much. But a book like Super Sons, where it's only really two characters that they're focused on, you can you can really build the characters, both characters, because there's the ability and time to do it. So And the banter is so great in that oh, book. It's a good book. Wonderful. It yeah. is. I almost don't mind that some of the stories kind of lose themselves because they're still Jonathan and Damien trying to figure things out and the relationship is what makes the books worth it. I think. Okay. So Ed, what was one of your issues that are series or whatever that you would have preferred we covered? So this is kind of difficult. I don't have a particular one, but I have a particular concept that'll make hopefully sense here in a moment. So my thing is, is anniversary stories, anniversaries of stories, I should say. So like, we weren't all together. We didn't have the band together when Arkham Asylum came out or when No Man's Land came out or Nightfall came out, right? But when we have, like, uh, Arkham had its 25th anniversary a year ago or or No Man's Land celebrated its 15th year or whatever it is, I always thought it'd be fun on, on present-day Comic-Cast when you have those anniversaries of Killing Joke, you know, the large, the big, the big seminal stories. I've always thought it was something that we we don't have to do like an issue by issue thing like this is no man's land issue number 46 but just in in brief kind of look back at the stories of the past and see do they still add up as it relates to the modern comic cast you know what i mean like does no man's land still matter is arkham asylum still have a place like i've always thought not covering those anniversaries because we can't go back and cover everything it would take forever so doing it like that i've often thought would be an interesting way and i think sometimes when i see like oh here's the 25th anniversary of Ar- i don't remember this one because it was on my shelf which what sparked this here's the 25th anniversary of arkham and you go i really wish we could have covered that and then i think well why couldn't we just cover the anniversary like we're so busy i get that but that's what i think i, I kind of miss is is looking at those older stories that that i think are so beloved and so classic and have such a place in the history um and kind of being able to talk about them in a modern context like this is 
are these things still still relatable? That's just the one thing that I've always kind of wished we would do. Yeah, I, and I would not. I, I think that's. I wish there was. I, I wish there was be something we we could do too. Um, and it really and and I see this all the time, but I mean, it really just comes down time. to time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the problem is that there is so there are so many moving parts when it comes to the site, not just the comic cast. There's so many moving parts to try to remember when the anniversaries are. Sometimes, like an anniversary comes and goes. I mean, I made the mistake myself back in January when the anniversary of TBU, I, I forgot it. I thought it was at the end of the month. It turned out it was at the beginning of the month. I was completely unaware that uh, it was actually earlier just because I didn't go back and actually check to see when it was because I just had too much going on. So I missed it by like three weeks. But I mean, it wasn't like I was doing anything specifically special because on that date. So it just happened. But But yeah, I mean... There's a lot of I, I I like the idea of the the concepts of covering the older stories, um, and especially as like a story as a whole, not like an individual. Yeah, you don't gotta break them down or yeah. you know a synopsis because people who have read these issues have know what they are. But yes, there you know the idea of doing something where it is a take on does this story still you know stand true with the test of time over all of these years, however long it's been. I know, I know, uh, I mean, this is kind of, we're, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of No Man's Land. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that is a, that's a, that's a good concept that uh, just might happen. There you go. All right, Josh, what do you got? Um, so for mine, um, my idea, it would be funny if in some like alternate timeline where like Barry Allen saved his parents or something, the timeline is all screwed up that uh, for some reason we have like the internet and podcast in the 80s and we're all like, you know, around in our current ages in the 80s. And we were covering in 1987 Batman year one on the comic cast, not because I think that we'd like it and have a good time. I think we would hate it because like coming off as longtime Batman readers and then like, you know, crisis happens, like, you know, and then like we read a year later, Batman year one, we'd be like, wait a second. Catwoman's a hooker. Frank Miller, you can't do this to Catwoman. She's not a hooker. You know, like she was just fighting crime with Batman over in, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who, who wrote those issues right before. Uh, it was like Conway, but someone took over for Conway afterwards. But uh, just blame it on Bray Fogel. That's what we do. Yeah, Doug Mensch or some or someone like it's like Catwoman was fighting crime. Now you're saying she was a hooker, and then wait, what the heck? Alfred wasn't. Alfred didn't even meet Bruce Wayne until until Dick Grayson was already living with him. Now they're saying Alfred was there from the beginning, and what? Commissioner Gordon would never cheat on his wife because, like in the old books, Gordon was just this like stoic character who like would like the bat signal. But in year one, he's like cheating on his wife and like the day drinking. <laughs> the Gotham City Police Department isn't corrupt, and like, wait a second, they have a baby boy at the end named James. Where's Tony? And if and 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 if they have a baby boy, where's Barbara Gordon? They just wreck on Batgirl. Now Batman family's not even in continuity. Screw you, Frank Miller. This is the worst comic ever. Like, <laughs> I think that would be so much fun, and we'd lose our we'd lose our minds like so quickly on the show. You're probably yeah. right, by the way, because you talk about New Fifty Two changing things to some extent year one really changed things and it, and it's held up over time and it's a classic story but i can just imagine being like a batman continuity nut and we'd be like 
I don't understand where, where where's Barbara Gordon Jr. You know, like like she doesn't exist now. There's never been a Batgirl, and like Catwoman's a whore, and Gordon cheats on his wife. Like whose idea was this? I think that the, I I definitely agree. I think at the time, if in that time frame, we probably would have hated it. probably just as much as some of the stuff we hated at the beginning of the New Fifty Two because it was such a drastic change from what we had. It would probably be like comparing what we were doing with Batgirl, Stephanie Brown to Batgirl, Gail Simone's run at the new 52. That's the easiest comparison I could probably make between the two for something we've actually covered where it went from, we really enjoyed something to it is just horrific. Okay. So, so mine, there's a couple different things I wish we would have covered over the years. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years but there is a lot of stuff that I have always wished that we had covered to some degree or even so, so. So let me just go through. So my thing has always, and if you're a longtime listener, you know that I've always really appreciated and loved the aspect of the bat family. I love that. It, like the, the idea of Batman is a great character, but what makes Batman for me is the fact that he surrounds himself with the surrogate family and he has all these other supporting characters, Nightwing, Robin, Red Robin, Red Hood, Batgirl, Cassandra Cain, um, uh, Stephanie with Spoiler. I mean, there's there's all kinds of characters over the years that he's he surrounded himself with. And he has such a rich universe when it comes. I mean, there's a reason why the website is called The Batman Universe, and it's not just The Batman site because the thing is there's so many characters within that universe and in my opinion it's one of the richest characters out there i know there are other characters that are that people can compare have a very rich universe and things like that when it comes to a specific character not like the dc universe or the marvel universe but there are some characters out there and i know spider-man and i would say spider-man has a very good group of characters surrounding his character too but i think my thing has always been I love the fact that there's all of these characters and it, and it also goes down to like the villains uh, bar none. I, I believe that Batman has the best rogues gallery of any character out there. And I honestly have always loved the stories that feature a ton of characters. And over the years we've covered some, one of my favorite stories that we've covered here on the podcast was Batman battle for the cowl because it involves so many different characters and then the fallout from that, and then the, the you know it, it's just encompassing and it brings everything together and it, it does it and it goes back to the comics that I first initially read as a comic book reader which was Batman No Man's Land which I've said multiple times in the past it's my favorite comic story and that's because it, outside of the fact that it was my first major comic story event that I read it it, it just repeatedly covers one character after another character after another. You see all these different points of view. You see everything that's happening with every character dealing with this specific event. It encompasses all the series and things like that. And the new 52 wiped the idea of that away and they've had crossovers and things like that, but they're not anywhere near the same as what they used to be. And overall, I I just really appreciate it. So thinking of what I've loved in what what aspects of Batman I love, which is the Batman universe and the Batman family and the rogues gallery. I really wish we were around to cover Batman Hush at the time. 
Um, it's one of the stories that, that features a number of characters. Obviously, No Man's Land, um, there's Nightfall also. These big, giant, huge events that, that just encompass all of the Batman series, whether or not it's Robin, Nightwing, Batman, Shadow of the Bat, Legends of the Dark Knight. All of these series that we're releasing, they all are included in these massive events. And that's the kind of stuff that I really love because... You know, you can tell a comic story, and we've we've talked about this on the normal comic, the normal episodes. You know, when we talk about a series, and they talk even twice a month with Batman, for example, there are things that are not happening in the series that you would expect to happen, but for whatever reason, it's happening off panel world. I honestly feel like back in the day with No Man's Land, with with. Uh, with Nightfall, there were so many different series happening and so many different writers that were having input on different points of view of certain characters. It's almost impossible to worry about anything that has happening in off paneling because there's so much happening in just a short time. I mean, like back in a given month during Nightfall or No Man's Land, there was at least six to eight ongoings per month as part of the Batman universe that were happening. And all of them were tied in some way to what was happening with these giant story arcs. And those things I've always really, really appreciated and really enjoyed. And those, those are some of the things I wish we would cover. And, and maybe someday in the future, we will cover some of those storylines outside of, the ways we've have, we have covered some of them. I mean, we have covered some of them in, in bad books for beginners or some of the other podcasts that are on the network actually have covered some of them too. Um, but in general, there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that is, is like that. And battle for the cow, I think was one of the things that I was super excited about because of how in depth it was. And a lot of the stuff pre flashpoint on like with Bruce Wayne returning in the road home and all those tie-ins and all that stuff. As much as there was a ton of it, I've always loved when there's a ton of stuff that all ties in together. So that's the kind of stuff that I wished we could see more of. Maybe we will see more of it. Um, I mean, next month we have, or as you're listening to this, the preludes are happening with the, the wedding, but I'm not sure how much they're tying in. But at the same time, you have books like, Nightwing and Batgirl and Red Hood and none of them are really referencing the wedding coming up at all and it's kind of annoying that that happens but back in the 90s and the early 2000s everybody was referencing everything going on in all the books and I just wish we had a little bit more of a connected universe and if the I mean I know New 52 was all about separating stuff and making it so that you didn't have to read everything and that's fine but it just comes down to just easily putting in the editor's note. And if anything, that's a cross promotion because saying, Oh, if you want to know more about what this person just said, check out this other issue, which might make you go to buy that other issue. So, yep, that's the stuff I like. I wish we covered. So, so finally, before we wrap up, I just want to say one final thank you. And that's to you, the listener. You guys have been here for the last 10 years and have been listening to our podcasts not just this podcast, but all the podcasts that we offer on the BatmanUniverse.net. You have supported us in a wide variety of ways. Some of you have volunteered your time and become staff and become co-hosts. And some of you just listen and write in your comments. And those comments, they are extremely helpful in coming up with discussion points and things like that. But most of all, it's important for us to know that you guys are there. 
that you guys are listening and that you enjoy what we are doing and that we are doing something that's worthwhile for other bat fans out there. So thank you for the last 10 years and we greatly appreciate all of the support that you guys have given us, whether it be through your comments, whether it be through your emails, whether it be through your volunteering of your time, whether it be through your PayPal donations or your support for us on Patreon. We greatly appreciate all the support that all of our listeners have given us. So thank you so much to all of our listeners. And trust me when I say TBU is going to be doing a lot more for you guys in the very near future. So as we wrap up, I just want to remind everybody, as I always do on every episode, be sure to check us out over at thebatmanuniverse.net. Check out all the latest movie, TV, merchandise, video game, and comic news that we have to offer every single week over on the site. In addition to that, check out all the reviews and original content that we have to offer. All of the other podcasts that we have that you guys can check out and, and take a listen to. If you have a specific character that you are super interested in, chances are we have a podcast for it. So take a look at thebatmanuniverse.net. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for all these news and videos from the Batman Universe. Leave your comments in the comment section, specifically for this episode, because this is an anniversary episode, we probably won't be able to answer questions per se, but I can, tr- and trust me when I say we will definitely read all of your questions, all your comments, so if you'd like to wish us a uh, happy 250th, happy 10th anniversary, those are always greatly appreciated, but but please just take the moment to head over to the site and leave a comment. If you're listening to this on YouTube, leave a comment on YouTube. If you're listening to this on any avenue whatsoever, send us an email at tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net and just let us know how long you've been listening and, and whether or not you enjoy what you get. I mean, obviously, I hope you all enjoy what we're doing, but and, and that's why you continue to listen. But honestly, hearing from our fans is more important than pretty much anything else. DC can continue to put out good stuff. They could switch and we could revert back to the New 52 continuity and have nothing but crap. But the reality is, is if you guys are supporting us, we'll be here. So thank you again for everything. This is Dustin, and you guys have been listening to the 250th episode of the Batman Universe comic podcast. We'll see you guys next time.